0: Tyrion didn't kill Joffrey. He had nothing to do with it.
1: After all this time, it still amazes me... so Lena.
0: She confessed before
1: she died. And this was before or after she drank the poison you so kindly provided her? After? And you believed her.
0: If you were Lena, would you rather have seen your granddaughter married to Joffrey or Tommen? Which one would Marjorie have been better able to control? Which one would have made Olenna the true ruler of the Seven Kingdoms? She was telling the truth.
1: I shouldn't have listened to you. She should have died screaming.
0: She's dead. Like her son, her grandchildren, her whole house. And if we don't find a way out of this war, we'll follow them.
1: So we fight and die, or we submit and die, I know my choice. The soldier should know his.
2: Welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan.
0: This is
2: Eric. Eric, how's it going, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Uh,
0: this is Clovis. <laughs> ah, yes. Hey, Mike, how are you, uh, Humble blacksmith on my, on my way to to uh, somewhere. Yeah, the
2: north. Yes, yes. Um, For next week, uh, we will have an episode that will be released, unfortunately, later. Uh, It'll be released on Friday the 25th instead of Tuesday the 22nd. Uh, Just some heads-ups for folks who uh, follow the podcast, so don't be perturbed. Sorry, Michelle. the way it's got to be. Yeah, it's going to be. And why is that, Eric?
3: Because on Monday the 21st, we will all be in Mystic, Connecticut uh, going to the movies and recording a podcast about it afterwards. So uh, we're going to have to shuffle things around a little bit and record our Game of Thrones a little bit later because uh, oh, this is, what, the second time in six years that all of us have been in the same place at the same time? Uh, so it's a, it's a special occasion. So uh, we feel it uh, takes priority or the uh, neediness of Game of Thrones uh, junkies. True, true,
2: and and to be honest, I uh, be Eric and uh, Mike will probably be watching Game of Thrones possibly together. It could be, could Ooh, be. We,
3: could, we might huddle up around a TV in a hotel
2: room somewhere. That's right, that's right. And you never know. We we could even uh, uh record our episode the next day after Chrissy and, and Abe take off. Could be, could be.
0: I, I assume pants will still be optional. <laughs>
2: Oh, jeez. Anyway.
0: Phil's <laughs>
3: alarmed.
2: Alarmed. Just a little. Just a little. Uh, yeah, so uh, anybody who wants to uh, be your co-host of Dark Discussions Podcast and You Know Nothing, John, Game of Thrones Podcast, uh, can email darkdiscussions at com and we will send you the details. And Eric, uh, speaking of, uh, you do two other podcasts?
3: I do. Uh, this podcast is a spin-off horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic uh, hosted by the three of us, as well as Christy and Abe. I also record and produce another general interest podcast called the Ascancy Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it on Google Play, Stitcher, and the iTunes
2: Store. And Mike, you do some podcasts and have a genre book? Well,
0: in addition to the aforementioned Dark Discussions podcast, um, I also do with you and Eric, the... It's brothels, and bots, Westworld Podcast with you. I also do the, I was Ooh. going to say You Know Nothing, John Snow, but that's this one, Searching for American Gods Podcast, and I also have my own blog, which is uh, Unnatural Selections.
2: Uh, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher uh, under You Know Nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, or under Dark Discussions Podcast, because the Dark Discussions Podcast feed picks up this podcast as well and of course darkdiscussions.com. you can find all the episodes of you know nothing john snow game of thrones podcast on that website as well and then on facebook we have a large discussion on game of thrones on dark discussions podcast facebook group and we're on twitter dark discussion 1 and again the email dark discussions at com, and um I think that's pretty much it, but uh, all of it is, can be found on darkdiscussions.com uh, let's There's
3: also, uh, if you would like to support our podcasting habit uh, we have a Patreon account. You can go to uh, www.patreon.com backslash darkdiscussions and uh, for every $5 you donate you get a chance to submit the name of a movie or we draw one out of a hat for us to cover on Dark Discussions podcast so uh, if you'd like to support us you can do it there
2: Excellent. And Mike, speaking of uh, podcasts and dark discussions and all these other things, uh, you have a very dark day occurring next week. You are getting older.
0: <laughs> well, yes, I'll be one day older or one <laughs> week older in well, about a week.
2: But I mean, I, I have the annual...
0: Uh, I will have completed one more journey around the sun, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, you will.
2: Yeah, so right be, before
0: yeah. it becomes, uh, right after it gets blocked out by the moon. Who knows? Maybe it won't come back. <laughs> maybe it won't. All I know is, thanks. Thankfully, there's a whole lot of people out there saying it's going to be the end of the world again, which means this is one more apocalypse I get to survive and put on my resume.
2: Cool. Oh, that is a good point, Mike. That's uh, a, a survival of a, an apocalypse once again. This is,
0: this is like 17, I think. It's, you know, it's. Uh... <laughs> right.
2: Right. What,
0: yes. what is the plural of apocalypse?
2: I, I oh, guess it's apocalypse.
3: Wasn't that a debate they had on Buffy? <laughs> um, <laughs> you caught me. That's a line stolen straight from Buffy. <laughs>
2: Ooh. Uh, well, I'm sure we, we could go to uh, Webster's and, and, and they probably will let us know.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway. I, think,
3: I think the joke there is that there's only supposed to be one. right? Otherwise, right. it's not really an apocalypse.
2: Yes, yes. That's a, a valid point. Um, now, uh, let's see. Well, actually, all right, by stating that. You're ruining Mike's resume because you're now trying to say that they're all fake apocalypses and he's faking his resume.
3: That's right. Fake apocalypse. Sad.
2: Things. um, Well, actually, I don't really have anything specific except for the episode, but anything have any general Game of Thrones information or news they would like to share? Uh,
0: The only thing I heard is that they still have not decided when season eight will finally air. I know we haven't finished Season 7. There are just two episodes left this season, eight episodes left overall. Um, but they aren't sure if it's going to be 2018 or
2: 2019. Oh, so, yeah. that
0: was Yeah, oh, because... no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, I, I, that
2: would be terrible.
0: Yeah, I have to think that if it was 2019, it would probably be fairly early. So we wouldn't be looking at like a two-year stretch but we would be maybe looking at <clears throat> like a year and a half. Um, however, there's a really good chance that depending on what happens in the next two episodes, um, there would be a large number of people in this nation who would be put on uh, suicide watch.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, when they announce it, and if it's 2019, yeah. you mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
2: um,
0: also, there is, and I know that the people out there on, uh, on Reddit, like Phil, have uh, been... Okay, I've spoilers for what's coming up this season, but someone did say there was a big spoiler drop for season 7, so please uh, season 7 for episode 7. I haven't seen it, I haven't read it, I haven't heard it, but please watch, be careful if you're out there looking for Game of Thrones news and you don't want to be spoiled.
2: And and based off of what I saw this uh well, I should say last evening, um these Red Bull and Reddit Leaks that are probably right from the production uh, people, someone that is behind the scenes at HBO, uh, have been spot on again in this episode as well. So, yes, be oh, very one careful. Of them, Phil. I was weak. <laughs> I had No, to I see. want to be
0: clear. You, you checked, you didn't yeah. have it like, thrown right. in your face against your will.
2: That's correct. That's correct. All right. Yes.
0: Uh, see, that's fine for me. Right, as long as you're not going out there being a dick and throwing it in people's faces, and saying, "Throwing your dick in people's faces." No, being a yeah, exactly, basically the same thing. Look at my dick. (laughs) Look, what it says on it. It says, "Jon Snow dies again." You know, it's.
2: uh... Actually, I think that's where that euphemism comes from. Uh, Don't be a dick and throw it in my face. So, technically, (laughs) it's probably true. It might said it correctly, the the real way, and yes. (laughs) That would, that would suck uh, if uh, people uh, do that. Uh, there's one thing about commenting on the latest episode, like, oh, I loved how uh, Drogon burnt 7,000 people and, and then got eaten by a, a giant squid. And then people would be pissed because it's like, oh, I it, you, you just posted it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, it would be so
0: awesome to pull out the Kraken.
2: <laughs> that would be true, actually. Uh, and there is a Kraken, uh, the, the Greyjoys, right? So maybe yeah. th- speak, it's coming speak up. Speaking
0: of the devil, I just saw
3: a meme on Facebook. Uh, I just literally refreshed my page and saw this. Uh, Game of Thrones character sneezes. Fan base. Is there some hidden meaning behind the sneeze? Is she going to portray the North? Game of Thrones character changes hairstyle. Fan base. Is he actually Azor Ahai? Is his new hairstyle? Maybe give us some clue. Random Game of Thrones extras. Walks in the background. Fan base. 10 details you missed in the latest episode that may be a sign of the return of a long-lost character.
2: <laughs> um, and, Eric, I, no, I, I won't say the individual's name, uh, but a podcast that we listen to and, and the individual writes for a... Oh, yeah, Italy, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah uh, that individual uh, is just like that, yes.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, she gets paid well for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine mean, paid well to talk about... Nothing when you think about it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and
0: to be fair, yeah. I think we've been led down that path a few times you know, because we at least used to listen to people who should have known better because mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd read the books and the show was behind them. And they said, oh, this is what this is foreshadowing. Oh, this is what that's foreshadowing. And it turned out, nope, nope, had nothing to do with it.
2: <laughs> well, I know, I know. I'm still waiting for the griff.
0: <laughs> Case Just in wait. point.
2: That's uh, right. We do have a new email, by the way. A new email from a listener uh, named uh, Sean Fox from Canada, Alberta. Uh, oh,
3: your lord of master.
2: Well, yeah, uh, he's he's a weak person. You as well. do
0: everything he says. We we mean the real Tormund Bane.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh,
0: he's a he's a red-headed Canadian.
2: Yeah, Well, Giant Spain, technically, I, he's an Icelandic, no, he's a Norwegian, Norwegian actor. So
0: He's a, he's a red-headed man from the north, that's all that matters.
2: <laughs> okay, th- there you go, that's fair. Uh, all right, this is what uh, uh, Sean Fox has to say, he goes, you know nothing, John Snow, Eastwatch. And that's what he has to say. <laughs> Hello again, gang, another episode completed and the rail fun comes next week. Tonight, the episode set do up we, the we, dominoes.
3: Do want to read this now or later, Phil?
2: That's a fair point, Eric. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. Well, Sean, hang in there. We're going to read your email after we discuss the episode. So that's, that's fair. I, I have okay. not read. I, I, not I read just think I threw
3: that out there since we win last week.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I didn't read the email either to see if he, he talks about anything of a note or kind of spoils anything. But yeah. All right, no big deal. So uh, we'll uh, come back to Sean's email uh, at the end of the episode.
3: How's that for a cock tease?
2: There you go. Get it out of my face, damn it. I was about to say that too, but get it out of the face. Uh, We do have uh, some uh, information. Uh, The Spoils of War uh, came out to be 10.17 viewers, which is the largest so far this season and probably the largest of any episode of Game of Thrones, my guess. Um, But uh, this week, each watch does not have... Uh, that information yet to be determined, Uh, directed by the same guy that did The Spoils of War, Matt Shackman. And uh, this one actually was written by a different folk than Benny Arthur Weiss, and this one was written by a guy named Dave Hill. And Dave Hill uh, wrote two episodes of Game of Thrones in the past, Sons of the Harpy and Home. Uh, Dave Hill has been working as an assistant for Game of Thrones since season two. Um, so there you go. So
0: well, I think that the ratings from last week were from all those people who, in season four, said, "I'm out of here. I'm tired of waiting around. Somebody call me when Daenerys gets to Westeros and starts burning shit up with her dragons." And then it's back possible. to
2: Ta-da! it is possible. It is possible. Um, and that's pretty much the only information I got about this episode that we're going to discuss tonight. Uh, I did notice uh, that they did change the credits. Did people notice that?
0: Uh there was Eastwatch, which Eastwatch is th- was on yep. Was that the first new one this season?
2: Uh no, no. Old wasn't Old Town the first one? Was it no, Old I think Town? we had
0: Old Town last year.
2: Oh, didn't you we? may be right. Uh, yeah, because Sam
0: Sam, Sam arrived there last year.
2: Yeah, yeah, Okay. I know yeah, so the question is, was it ever part of the opening credits last year? I don't know. Uh but either way, Eastwatch is We didn't uh, get
0: one for um Casterly Rock, right?
2: We never did, and we never got one for high
0: High
2: I, I, I got it either. Yeah. Uh but we did get one for Eastwatch, which is kind of bizarre because uh you could argue yeah. that I, I, got it.
3: I got several issues with this episode, and that's one of them.
2: Yeah, the title uh, itself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think someone someone pointed out, uh not in our discussion thread, but somewhere else I was discussing, is that a lot of the episode is in the end about Eastwatch. It's about if not being there, it's about getting there. And about you know, the threat coming down on Eastwatch. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of episodes um, where you can debate the meaning of the, the title and, you know, it's and referring to one specific event in the episode that is really only 10 or 15, 20 percent of the episode, you know, but that kind of is a, you know, consequence of the way the show is structured. So I don't take that big an issue with it.
2: Yeah, uh, all right. Well, it, it was a little tease, I thought, but I see your point. Like, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> well,
0: here, here's the main thing Torment is alive. Right? As I, the last, I, I mean, I may be, maybe I'm missing something, but I kind of remember the last time off the top of my head we just had an episode named after a place was Hard Home, and we all know what the hell happened there. Right. And, well, I think we, we're going to see that next week. Yeah, we might, and, but we, we had Torm we, we know Tormund was sent to Hardhome, to Hardhome, to um, Eastwatch, and it was like, oh no, you know, Brienne's ha- flaming-haired lover might not make it through the week, but he's, he's at least survived one more episode,
1: <clears throat>
0: and maybe there's still a chance for some he's giant not, babies. He's not actually her lover, people just want that to be. Oh, uh, the, the future exists in conjunction with the past and the present. Oh Jesus!
2: Okay, so uh, uh, yeah, i i one Schringer's question. bullshit. The the most important question though is how can John Snow and Jorah Mormont and all these folks transport everywhere in a snap of the fingers? Wormholes. But yeah, but but the wormholes. I, but I assume the Night King mustn't wormholes. But he doesn't have it. What about the Night King? Can't he, well, no, he already because be blue, down? Uh,
3: if, if Ice Blue Eyes come in contact with a wormhole, then the entire universe implodes. Come on, Phil. Get with
2: it. Yeah, because otherwise, he should already be down where Sam is. <laughs> based to, based how the dead is. are
3: leisurely.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah well, there, there is an issue with they that. Must be slowed they must slow zombies, not the fast ones, right?
0: They, they do make a point last season saying, well, the dead never rest. They may apparently make pit stops and visit tourist attractions, <laughs> but they never rest. Um, I will say rewatching season one, which I did this last week. Uh, I did too,
2: Mike. Just it's, it's, they, they
0: don't they don't wave the dick in the face about it, but if you pay close attention, you're dealing with about a month per episode, right? Because they have uh, make mention of uh, Caitlyn Stark sitting with Bran, Bran for about a month. That we go from Daenerys getting her cherry pop to being at least two, maybe three months pregnant. You know, in, like, one episode. So, you know, you have, uh, in the very first episode, the, the journey from, uh, you know, like, snap your fingers and the folks from King's Landing make it to Winterfell in, like, no time at all. And we've seen in other episodes that took weeks. Right. You know, so, I look, I'm still, I think, if we look at all the, the complaints... Inconsistent at best. Yeah, I think if they had this system back in, what was it, season five... Uh, for the whole Sand Snake thing, <laughs> uh, that season would have been markedly improved if they had just found that fast forward button.
3: Well, and if I, it had it in place for the whole series, uh, we would have finished up in season
2: four.
0: <laughs> that, that, would, that would be a bad thing.
2: But but another problem is is that some characters are moving three months in in the future as Daenerys is because she's three months pregnant in season one, while other characters like the the Night King is still like. A season behind everybody else because they haven't moved from hard home yet. It seems
0: right, and this wasn't like if you go, you saw Dunkirk, right? Oh yeah. Yep. So you you saw how they played with time in Dunkirk because you have three parallel stories going on, but each is covering a very different time frame. Yep.
1: Yeah, but they
0: labeled it. But they labeled it right. So I mean, but you could still play around with the same thing early on because very f- rarely do the stories cross over. Now that the stories are just constantly intersecting, they all put pins in the timeline. And it's hard to say that they're being creative with, the, with time in a logical way. So um, I do have one issue uh, with how they fast forward, because there is a journey from Dragonstone to Eastwatch right? where you get, now, see, people, people are saying like how, oh, but look at all the, the conversations and the character development. We've already developed these characters a whole lot. Right up to this point, I don't know that we need a whole lot more character development. I don't know that anybody, I mean, do you remember we weren't all that thrilled with the conversations with uh, Tyrion trying to have uh, jokey games with Grey Worm and Mysandee last season,
2: right? Or Viserys. Um.
0: So, but this. But the thing is, there's you just took a group of characters, put them together on a boat that have never really interacted much before, and there's all these connections between them. Like, for example, so, Sir Jorah, I understand you had grayscale. Why, yes, I did. Really, how'd you get rid of it? Well, there was this apprentice maester named Sam who cured me. Sam? Sam Tarly, a big fat guy? With a scraggly beard? Yeah, that's him. Hey, he's my best friend ever. Wow, small world. What do you know? Oh, by the way, uh, your lord of the north, the bastard lord of the north or whatever you are, uh, you're the bastard son of Ned Stark. Yeah, well, I, I used to pal around with Arya Stark. Really? Yeah. Oh, what happened to her? I don't know. I lost track of her when she hooked up with the Hound. Right. Oh! Well, it's good to know she was alive three years ago. Oh, look, there's the Hound. Hound, you bastard. Where's my sister? <laughs> oh, I don't know.
3: Last I saw knew her, I was... where his
0: sister I was... was, though. What? He already knew where his sister was, though, because he got the scroll. Right, the, he uh, did. Uh, okay. okay. Said, so, "Oh well, the last I saw your sister, I got my ass beat by this big blonde woman." Tormund goes, "Oh my love!" <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, there's I all it. these these it. connections between them. They hit a couple of them, obviously, you know, with uh, the father relationship between Gendry and, and, and John, and with uh, Mormont and Tormund, right? You know, and Gen- Gendry and the Brotherhood of the Banners, but there's still a lot of others that it might have been interesting to see.
2: Right, you I mentioned one of them, which was the Hound being uh, losing a battle with Brienne, and Tormund and Jon Snow No, no Brienne, and that wasn't even mentioned once, so it was kind of interesting.
0: Right, and Gendry and uh, the Hound, their relationship with Arya. You know, there's all sorts of these things. I, now, I... I, I Agree that I think that like that whole boat trip would have been a really interesting episode in and of itself. Here's the only thing: I don't know that they want to say, "Hey, look how tiny this universe is." Everybody knows each other. Just my dumb luck. Well, everybody no, it's because everybody, everybody else, else is dead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially after last week.
2: Right, but yeah, that's a fair point, Mike. That the main characters are all coincidentally. Kevin Bacon six degrees with, you know, which is, which is kind of odd when you think about it, because in real life in a continent like Westeros, that would obviously not be the case. Uh, It
0: shouldn't be. I mean, and I've heard people like make that complaint about say star Wars, but this is a fantasy. Star Wars is really meant to be fantasy, not realistic science fiction. So, you know, you, you cut them a bit of slack.
2: Sure. Yeah. All right. That's, that's a fair point. That's, That's a good observation. Um, Uh, yeah, so this, this episode is definitely, uh, some people I've read online, uh, stated that this felt like, uh, the beginning of season eight, because it's almost like a, or what they called it was, uh, season seven, a, uh, episode one kind of, because it kind of is a new setup for, as the first episode of this season was
0: right. And I think it's possible that we all were wrong and they aren't going to resolve the Westeros storyline yet,
1: yeah, that, they are,
0: that they may end up, and, I, and we'll talk more about this later, that they may end up sidestepping to go to the knights, the, the knights King and the, the, the dead, Army of the Dead before they get back to um, what's going yeah. on in Westeros. Yeah. Or the two may end up Evolving simultaneously. Together, that's what I and, think is happening. And, and, right I, cause, and I, have a, I have my suspicion as to what's going to happen, but we'll talk about that at the end of the episode.
2: Sure, sure. That's fine. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, I had a few issues with this episode. Uh, though it was still a good episode, I still definitely had other issues as well. Uh, some of these quick storylines that happened, I felt, were or fell flat. Um, some of them yeah. were okay. Um, I, I felt the Arya Sansa one was was really b- bad, unfortunately. Because I know I, you I, would. No, that's not the not for that reason. That you're assuming this reason was it, it didn't feel there was enough that was shown to make us choose a side.
0: Right. I. I I'll. Here's. Yeah. I, we'll have to. I think there, was, there were moments that could have been milked more. I think there were, there were some great little things here and there. Um,
2: or, or actually, Mike, I could even say fingers. there was yeah. enough to choose a side because Arya's um, opinion didn't even feel real enough because it came out of nowhere, I felt.
3: Well, I wouldn't say it's out of nowhere. It's just been several seasons since. I mean, these two haven't interacted really since the end of season one, right?
2: No, but I don't think there was enough that happens in Winterfell the past two episodes where Aya has been there to make her think anything that she said this it's week. It's
3: not. It's not from these past two episodes. It's from when they grew up,
0: right? I think. But here's the thing. I think if you here's where I'll, I'll agree with Phil is that, um, and I just rewatched the episode, so. Uh, you know that I'm not here to take Sansa's side. I think we all understand that, right? <laughs> right. Okay. But well, honestly,
2: s- Mike, even though you, you, you're a hot ass on me for liking Sansa, I've honestly always considered you uh, unbiased, meaning you, you would take either side that's correct.
0: Right. Well, we all know I'm I'm Team Hot Pie. So, um, yeah, sure. and really, really, I think if Hot Pie just bends the knee to Lady Mormont, we've got perfect marriage there for the stability of the, and future of the kingdom. Mm. Um, I think Sansa. All we see from Sansa in this episode, really, is she's a little whiny about it. But the Lords of the North, are, the Lord of the North, shouldn't be going south. And it's like, God, you know, it's been like three episodes, which is about four <laughs> months. You're right. still whining about this shit. I mean, I, and and here I'll fault. I will fault the writers. I've defended the writers on a lot of things, and and people saying, well, how they've Whatever strayed from George R. R. Martin, or they lack his poetry, or whatever. But here, they needed something more specific. Maybe if there were more uh, problems in the North that she actually had to handle, that they had to come up with. You know, whether it was a grain shortage or somebody's yeah, it, it, flock it was, was killed of, by uh, raiders.
3: Hey, don't forget these people are at Winterfell. Yeah, okay, we showed them next.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was purely felt like it was a. It was just. Checklisting, right? Okay, we're we'll right. going well, like the whole house of black and white thing. Yeah. yeah well,
2: and, and also it was it was silly too because it's like one of the complaints was, oh, so you're in mother and father's room, and it's like, okay, she may not know the reason, but we all know that John, she offered it to John last season. John said, no, you're you're the the, the first Stark. You should have mom and dad's room, and it's your mother, you know, not my mother, and all that other stuff. And and they said, all right, fine. And and so there was there's no nothing there that was nefarious by Sansa. And oddly, she doesn't even mention that and says, oh, John told me to take the room. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, in real life, real people would have spoke. She would have immediately said, "John told me to take the room. I mean, I offered it to and, him. And, and she would have said, said yeah,
0: it weird, feels weird to me, too, right? Like, yeah. if my parents died and I inherited their house, which I will in all likelihood, but, uh, because I'm the only one, um, but it's and I, oh, if I'm sleeping in my parents' bedroom, it would be freaking weird. Sure. Okay. And I would acknowledge if someone said, "Oh, so you took your parents' room?" It's like, well, yeah, it's they're not here anymore, but yeah, it is a little strange. So there was that. I do not have a problem with Arya being a little suspicious of Sansa because there are lingering resentments from when they were younger, but also like well, the, the very last thing that Arya dealt with. Uh, with Sansa before they got split up was she was pleading with her father not to take her away from King's Landing because she loved Joffrey so much. <laughs> I don't want someone who's brave and gentle and kind. I want Joffrey. You know no, that? Yeah,
2: but you've seen this season one again as I did and, and it's very fresh in your mind as it was for me. Sansa's like freaking out when her father's about to be headed and, and Arya was there watching it. And she saw that before she finally, Our, even,
0: Arya's uh, Arya's like two feet tall in a crowd. You can't really see a whole lot from that, from that angle. And she was probably focused far more on her father than what Sansa's reaction was. Now, you know, and I know, and Eric yeah, knows that, that Sansa's changed a lot. Right. The well, next, even, even she, after
2: that episode, Mike, she, the next episode, she was going to push Joffrey over the bridge and all this other stuff, and the Hound stopped her and all that. So we, we already know. Right. You're right. It, but maybe no, Arya doesn't. Right.
0: Now, she was the last person in Westeros to, to hate Joffrey. Um, except maybe Joffrey's mom. And,
2: and, um, and the Hound. And the Hound.
0: Uh, maybe the Hound. Oh, the Hound kind of hated everybody. But... <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I think the Hound already knew he was a little cunt. But, you know, she does come around by the end of the first season, but Again, that's not the last impression that Arya has of her, and she has all this other stuff that happened. I'm sure there's still the resentment that, she got the, that the butcher boy got killed and probably blames her for it to some degree. Well, well, here's you have a, here's,
3: here's, here's, I want to jump in here. We're, we're sure, missing a whole aspect of this Winterfell. I guess we're, we're talking about that part of the story first, <laughs> um, uh, which is that Littlefinger is, is back on his game. Um, thank God, because he was starting to become kind of pathetic. And what he's doing here um, is that we see that he sets up Arya. He, Arya's like sneaking around spying on him, but we forget that Littlefinger's been doing this a lot longer than Arya has. And he pretty much sets her up to find this Raven Scroll that he, quote unquote, hides in his room with the intent of having her find it because he's trying to set the two sisters against each other because really, he wants the power for himself. He does not want a united stark front. So, who's to say he wasn't also whispering in the, in the ear of those guys that were oh, the King of the North shouldn't go south. Maybe, maybe he was whispering to those guys too. So I think a lot of what's going on is actually originating from Littlefinger because uh, the Clever Bastard's been whispering to people.
0: Right, well, I think we have to remember, this goes back to last episode in the first season what Littlefinger's real M.O. is, right? He's not someone who is perfectly orchestrating everything to go along. He's waiting, kind of like, like Jamie, he's waiting for some little shit to climb in the window and then push them out and cause chaos, <laughs> right? Is that he's, he's been sitting there, he hasn't had an opportunity. He doesn't pull change for no reason. He's waiting, he's got things he wants to do, but he hasn't had opportunity. The idea is to cause chaos, you know, sow division, and then, when opportunities arise, to seize them and elevate himself, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what he's trying to do here. Now that you, you, he was in a bad place because all the Starks were together, but one of them, as you know, is, is high as a kite, and uh, one of them is gone, and that just leaves two sisters who already have a little bit of, of history between them, and he's trying to divide them. Right. 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 And, that, and,
2: and he also tried to divide Brienne last week, but that backfired.
0: Right, because Bran is a space cadet. Um, Now, obviously, Bran can ruin everything. It's possible Sansa will see through him or Arya will see through him. Uh, But here he's at least, I think he's legitimately manipulating Arya, and he's using something that's legitimate, right? Which was uh, the scroll that Cersei made uh, Sansa write back in, I don't remember, end of season one or beginning of season two that basically, this, I don't know if you saw the, the scroll text, I make sure I pause it, but it's basically the one that says, Dear Rob, our father lied and betrayed King Joffrey, bend the knee.
2: Right, and Rob immediately knew it was fake, as, as we saw in episode, I mean, season one again, Mike, they re- we rewatched it, and you saw the same thing I saw, which is the mother and father both knew, I mean, the mother and Rob both knew that this was Cersei's.
0: Right, it was Sansa's writing, but Cersei's words. Right, right. I mean, right. We, we,
2: it's just common sense. When you're surrounded by enemies, and someone has a gun to your head, you know, a, a good portion of people are going to so, say, "Say yes, I've I've done terrible things." The North Koreans are good, blah blah blah. Even though you know damn well they don't mean it. If they're you know imprisoned by them, you know.
0: Right, and I think if they had done that scene first, of Arya finding the little scroll before the bit with Arya right. confronting Sansa, then the animosity would have felt maybe a little bit more natural.
2: Right. That's an excellent point. Yep. Um, rearranged the, the scene. Yep.
0: But I also want to re- remember that with Arya confronting Sansa, Arya did learn the, the, the no-one games pretty well, and one of those was the game of truth, right? And the truth of lies. Yep. And so, I think she's, she is probably reading Sansa honestly, in that Sansa is scheming somewhat but I think this is a case of, if you get involved in anything to do with politics, you really can't ever shut that off. You, are always, you always start looking through things through something of a political lens.
3: Well, and I think there was a lot of truth to the last comment that Arya made, which is that uh, she said to Sansa that you don't want to be thinking it, but you're thinking it anyway.
2: But every, almost and, and Sansa, everybody Sansa,
3: Sansa, that Sansa that. didn't deny it. Uh, uh so I so I think there's truth there.
2: Well but but there's a there's a difference between saying, Man, I wish I was the boss versus scheming to actually do evil things to become the boss. No,
0: and no, I I I actually don't think Sansa is scheming. No, uh, but she's she's but she's taking sort of Littlefinger's advice to heart, which is the picture every possibility, everything that can happen.
2: Right. Well, yeah, this is, there's all a chance that Jon may never come back, right? So she has right. to consider that possibility. Right. Yep. I mean, you know, he went to the, the dragon's den, uh, no pun intended. And even Tyrion said, I would have told you not to go if I was your hand. You know, and so she, you know, and, and she's thinking. And, and then, you know, when Arya says, why don't you just behead all the, all the people? And it, she's like. No, you you you're supposed to come to the middle, and you you listen to the things, and then you try to reason, and then you work together. You don't kill people because when you kill people, they will always hate you. You know, on and on, and and so yeah, Arya by at least throwing that line in makes everybody who's watching it think, okay, Arya is a, even if Sansa is thinking like Littlefinger or Cersei's would, where you know trying to uh, playing a chess game three steps ahead at least we now know also that I is a little in the hinge, too, because she just says, why don't you just kill him?
0: Well, and this <laughs> yeah, is... this awesome. Well, but this is, this is a good example of, you know, the person who, you know, pays a whole lot of attention to politics and, and inundates themselves with politics, and the person who doesn't, is that the person who is involved in politics is always looking at things in very different angles, where people who aren't involved in politics are just asking, well, why can't you just cut that Gordian knot? You know, why... Can't you just do it sure. the simple way? And right. there's right. always, always some ramifications. You know, why did Ned Stark give you know Cersei a heads up and get himself beheaded? Well, because he was being a decent guy, because he wasn't political, and right. he wasn't, and, and, and he, and he didn't want the, the
2: children, he didn't want the children to get killed. Meaning Tom and and, right. and, and Marcella or whatever her name was, yeah, and
0: Marce- yeah, and and so you know he he didn't he was. A straightforward thinker. Sansa has learned from that. Arya is still very much that. Mm. And this goes back to Robb Stark, right, is the uh, that they issue with executing Jaime Lannister for, or letting him go and that causes a problem with, I think was the Karstarks, right? And they end up betraying him and then he has to execute them, but he's thinking very linearly and not thinking about all the ramifications. Same thing with, oh, I'm marrying her because I love her. Fuck the treaty I had with the phrase.
2: Right, and, and and to be honest, she Rob really screwed up because technically he executed the Karstarks and yet his mother was the one that let Jamie Lannister go, right? And and only cares about her children, never and, and didn't give a rat's ass about the Star- uh, the Karsten children. And then what that does is create years later the Carstons and Umbers to Where's hate. Starks? What's that? Car
3: Starks. I know it's weird oh. because it's oh, the same as
2: right. Stark, yeah, but it's right. Car Starks. Yeah. Car Stock. Uh, the Car stocks in Umbers years later refuse to bend the knee to the Starks or Jon Snow because they're still pissed about what happened back in season two. Or you know, so it's
3: we're doing a lot of rehashing here.
2: Yeah, yeah. but but either way, the the point is is that um, Sir Sansa gives her spiel to Arya. And it sounds legitimate, and then Arya ends it by saying, "Well, you still want power," and, and so it's basically trying to set us, the the watchers, to think there's a thing going on that may cause one or the other to betray each other. And I think it's poorly written. Because I
3: agree, I agree.
2: Um, now, also I, for you brought up um, Littlefinger, Eric Baelish. Um, I, I felt that even him doing what he's doing now, I felt felt awkward because he's the type of guy, at least the last six seasons, that would just sit and wait, and and here he's not. He's, I mean, because he's got a good thing oh, going. He's still ahead that. of the field. He set this
3: whole thing in motion back in season one, uh, but, and has been just making his moves ever since.
2: But I feel that he's more deliberate and not reactionary. And here it just seems like he feels as if he's losing his grip. So he's trying to do anything and everything.
3: You got to keep in mind that in King's Landing, he had established a base there for a number of years. He had a brothel. He had this whole network down there. He had all these connections. He had all these people. And he doesn't have that in Winterfell. He's feeling his way say still so uh you're right he is being reactionary but i think that that's justified in that he doesn't he's he's still trying to make the connections he's he's still trying to build his network uh cuz he doesn't have the support system they had in kings landing that may be an odd term to use in this particular situation but you know what i'm saying right
2: yeah yeah, yeah well
0: no. even like the uh the Katapla dagger, the, the attempt on Brand's
2: life—they've
0: mm. never really cleared that up, and we talked about this in the last uh, podcast. But in the books, it was Joffrey Trist who hires the assassin. All Littlefinger does is realize it's an opportunity when he sees the dagger. To put the blame on the Lannisters, which will get the Lannisters and Starks at, at each other's throats, and he can use that to advance. He sits and waits for an opportunity to present itself, and then, when necessary, he gives a little push. So he sees tension between Sansa and Arya, and he sees that Sansa is a little concerned that Arya is a little psychopath, um, and so he, he gives that
3: a what little a push. push.
0: And I um, and- say psychopath,
3: I say feisty.
0: Uh feisty little psychopath, that's fine.
2: <laughs> I I'm I'm more with the... Uh, m- I, I don't I don't say yeah.
0: psychopath in a derogatory way.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I, I did find out um uh through uh, one of our podcasts that me and Eric listened to that Joffrey, the reason he was the one in the book, oddly wasn't for nefarious reasons. He what it was was he overheard Cersei's and his King Robert, so his, his adoptive parents, in a sense, um, and talking about Bran and where King Robert says uh, something like, if the boy dies, Bran dies, we should actually be happy because it appears that he's going to be living as a vegetable because this was when he was still in the coma. And so Joffrey decides to have Bran killed because he thinks that's what King Robert wants and it would make his father proud. Right. And so, so it's, it's oddly the whole book story of trying to kill Bran with an assassin. There was no nefarious things at all. It was only when Baelish, it was just a stupid kid. It was only when Baelish then tries to set up it and blame the Lannisters to begin the chaos. That's when when right. uh, it became nefarious. So Baelish, is, it was, uh, it's just interesting, because I remember last week we were talking, Mike, and I said, that's stupid. What the, why would Joffrey, there's no reason for him to want to go after Bran, and now I found out. So I guess a lot of people were talking about that.
0: Is there anything else we want to hit in Winterfell?
2: I guess not. Uh, Mike, anything else?
0: No, I think that pretty much hits it.
2: All right, sounds good. All right.
3: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip around, and I'm just going to say, the first time I watched this episode, I really did not... Uh, take full enjoyment in it because the very first scene of it made me so angry, because um, it was such a total cheat. It was it a really, it was, really was.
0: It was it was a total Annie Wilkes moment.
2: Right. What's that? What's that mean? Annie right. Wilkes from
0: Misery. He didn't jump out of the cock a car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: That, okay. Okay.
3: Exactly. So explain to me exactly how. And how long was that final shot we got of Jamie sinking in the water? Ten, fifteen seconds, something like that. Maybe. So, in 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 addition to that ten or fifteen seconds we got of him sinking in the apparently he was able to somehow swim all the way across the river in his plate armor, holding his breath the whole time. And emerge unscathed on the other side, far away from the dragon that was waiting to roast his ass.
2: Oh, it's at least at least four hundred yards away.
3: Uh, well, how, how long it, do you think that swim would take
0: without armor? Well, it, <laughs> and without now, taking I, a breath. I, I'm giving I'm just I'm giving a mild, half-hearted defense, but really mild, in that it we don't know that he didn't come up for that. Bra- I'm assuming Brian uh, Braun dragged him along. And he didn't do the swimming. But, of course, Bronze has got his own armor on. Now he's dragging somebody else also in heavy plate. So it's really not much of a defense. And they could have bobbed up on the surface along the way for air. It didn't necessarily have to be underwater the entire time. But I'm thinking that, I don't know, maybe someone would have noticed. Um <laughs> Right? Well, I don't know. I, actually, you know, she's try, still trying to pull the spear out of Drogon, so maybe the. I guess I, oh, you could say under that. Drogon was apparently paying attention, so. Yeah, <laughs> but he was no longer a threat. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's but, I don't but, know, but, but, but I agree. It, I agree. It was just. It, it was. It was. It was lame. It. It, it was. It was. It was a cheat, um, and sort of like the, uh, Braun coming out of nowhere to save Jamie and. I'm happy that they're still kind of both alive because I like both of the characters, but it's and so I'll sort of forgive the cheap bullshit for that reason. But it is cheap bullshit. It is cheap bullshit. Absolutely, and
3: it got it got me off on really the wrong foot for the episode because I just started off thinking, "Ah, come on, what the fuck, seriously?" And that that put I was in that mood going forward.
2: But, it, yeah, uh, yeah, it's we, it's a, I mean it, one positive was that two of our favorite characters weren't killed, but the way it happened was was like you said a big cheat.
3: Yeah, it was. Um but we do get a a fun little conversation between Jamie and Bron and Bron does uh in fact state what Mike and I were saying last episode which is that he's not particularly fond of Jamie. Uh he's just not going to let Jamie die until he's paid what he's owed. Uh, he said, uh, You don't get to kill you. A dragon doesn't get to kill you. The only person who gets to kill you is me. <laughs> Until I'm paid what I'm owed.
2: Well, so. Let me ask you this, Eric, since you, you st- just stated it. So you don't think Bron really likes Jamie, or. Because I, oh, I think I'm he I'm sure likes he has Jamie. a certain
3: fondness for him, but I don't think he saved him out of selflessness.
2: Oh, right. Well, I think it was a combination of both, probably, maybe. We?
0: Oh, sure. I think. Uh, um, let's put this way. I think that if Jamie didn't owe him anything, there's a chance he wouldn't have tried to save him, and he would have saved his own life. Right. I right. think if he hated Jamie, and Jamie owed him a castle, he would have saved Jamie's life. Um, Bron is is Bronn is no matter what's always been and been honest about being self serving. Now he right. could be lying to some degree. It could be a front to some degree. But until we see some evidence that it's anything but, he ha- he likes Tyrion. He likes Jamie. He enjoys them, but he enjoys their money more than he enjoys them. Right. That's, right.
2: That's well, and, and honestly, I don't think we know Braun well enough, because, I mean, let, let's say it was a, a group of little children that were going to die. Would he have saved them? Maybe. But be, if it was another soldier, maybe not, because there's a dragon, everybody's, you know, for, for themselves at this point, and also, a soldier should be able to defend themselves, and they're, they signed on to you know, and it's therefore if they die, they die. That's just duty. So, I, I in this case, just specifically with with Jamie, I think it, it's a combination of he's buddies with Jamie, but anybody who's buddies with anybody that's another soldier. You know, there's a point where you know you can't go and save the guy. Uh, in the middle of no man's land, because if you go, you're going to get shot. So you just have to lev- leave him there. Hope the battle ends soon, and then you can go collect them. You know. So here, you know, he was dead. Jamie was dead. So I think Braun just took a shot. He happened to be nearby. You know, would he have done it if he was on the other side of the battlefield? Probably not. I don't know. I'm just trying to make Braun be more of a heroic character, not just yeah. Like we know yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> well,
0: But yeah, he's, but he's, I don't think it's true. He's not really, yeah.
2: <laughs> he's a heroic character. I'm saying it. I'm saying no, it. he's not. But that's why we like him. Is well,
3: he's brutally honest about his being self-serving.
2: Well, I've got I to gotta say one thing. Well, we're going to get to that soon. But, but I mean, at one point he could have actually went and joined Daenerys, but he didn't. And that was a very curious thing. But before we get into any of that, because that, you guys may want to talk about it later when we get to other scenes, even though it's related to Jaime and Bronn. Um, there was one thing I thought Jamie said that was pretty impressive, which is when Braun said, why did you do that? And he goes, well, I was trying to end the war. And so in other words, he was thinking about stopping the war, even if it was, he was going to die, even if it was a suicide mission, whether he (laughs) thought it was a suicide mission or it was just reaction and not, uh, something he thought about when he went on the charge to take out Danny. The main thing that I got out of it was, is that he just wanted to end the war. And if he killed Daenerys, meaning chopping the head off of the team Daenerys side, then the war would be over. And even if he's dead. And I think that was pretty interesting thing because it showed that he's not just out for himself, in a sense. Because if he was, he would have said, fuck that, I ain't going to go suicide myself. Right.
0: Uh, you're yeah, right about that. I think he's also in a very uncomfortable place with his sister, yeah. because he he doesn't like her anymore. <laughs> he doesn't right. like where she is. I'm sure he still loves her, but that's not the same as liking her. Right. Well, and uh, and, uh, and, one and point, yet he uh, doesn't want to betray her.
3: And at one point he says to Bronn, I've got to go tell Cersei. And Bronn says, oh, you might want to jump back in with the dragon.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the right. Right. Yeah, chances and, there ain't good either.
0: Yeah, and 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 by the way, this also echoes a story that we heard Robert Baratheon tell back in season one, which is where he talks about there is the, I, I don't know, the, the young uh, soldier who comes charging at him trying to end the war quick. And he smashes the hammer into his chest um and and kills him, and you know the same same kind of thing is basically happening here, except it 's not a uh, a hammer it 's dragon fire
2: right yeah exactly and and i forget- i forget that i forget what robert 's conclusion was if and if he had died would would it have ended or not but you 're absolutely right it's it 's the same principle um and and i think um Another point too, which is, I guess what what you guys have been saying, which is what Braun says here, and that is everything was good until, or I'm on your side until the dragons are involved.
1: Yeah, right.
2: You know, and 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 then even Jamie. <laughs> do you mean was,
0: we're fucked? No, I mean you're fucked. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So. So he. He, he's willing to trade, change sides, and it appears that everybody on the show can change sides as long as they bend the knee. So Braun could easily go up to Daenerys and say, "Okay, I'm on your side now," and and she probably would take him, right. you know, because that's what people do in this this show. Um, it's very convenient. Um, but yeah, I, I will talk about I guess Cersei's and what Jamie says there. But I guess we we should probably get into yeah, which,
0: which way do
3: you want to go? We can go that way or we can go uh Danny way right now. Which way which which path do you want to take?
2: Mike, which way do you want to go? Choose um, your own
0: adventure. Yeah, it's hard because all the events are <laughs> tied together in this episode. Um mm-hmm. the next thing that happens is Danny, so let's go to Danny.
3: Okay. All uh, right. Sounds good. So basically we've got Danny and Drogon who is by the way, fine and not poisoned with all the prisoners they've taken from the Lannister army. And she gathers them up in front of her great big dragon and basically says, look, I know what Cersei told you about me. Uh, She's lying. I don't want to kill all of you. I want to stop her and break the wheel that's been rolling over all the poor people uh, so we can do that, or I can kill you. <laughs> Which is a really weird stance. And I I kind of enjoyed, I mean, I really enjoyed expression. this scene. I enjoyed this scene a lot, because first of all, you've got Tyrion wandering through the ashes of uh, the aftermath of the dragon. And he's horrified, because he knew a lot of these people. And then she gives this speech and Tyrion is trying to do everything he can to stop her from executing people. And she's just not having it. And so the Tarleys are there. And so Daenerys gives the speech and says, so you can take a knee, you can bend the knee and join me or I can, or I I can kill you. And so I'd say about 25% of them bend the knee right there. And so then she calls,
0: I forget the father's name.
3: Uh,
2: oh, shit. Uh,
3: well, actually, before,
0: before <laughs> that, the dragon roars, and then about half of the name, or maybe more. <laughs> true,
3: true. The, the Drogon's a pretty good wingman, I gotta say. He was very convincing. Uh, yes, so, so about he a quarter of the name. He the knee art heart. of debate. Drogon says, are you sure? And dragonese. And a bunch more take the knee. And then uh, she calls Lord Tarly forward. I guess we'll still call him Lord Tarly. Randall. Yeah. Randall. 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 Okay. Yep. She calls him forward. And Tyrion tries to talk him into taking, bending the knee. And he's not having any of it. And uh, she goes, well, all right. I respect that choice. You get to die. So and, uh, they take him aside. And, and Dickon steps forward. And this part, I really, uh, this kind of got to me a little bit because um, uh, Tyrion, I think he was just completely earnest when he says to Dickon, this war has already eliminated one great house, don't make it two. You know, he's saying, bend a knee, save your name, continue your family lineage, otherwise this is it. And, and even if he... Gr-
2: guerrilla warfare, do guerrilla and, warfare after uh,
3: and he looks over at his father, and even his father gives him a nod, as in, it's okay. You can take a knee to save the family. But he doesn't. He he says, Nope, I'm I'm staying with my father. Uh and Danny says, Okay, then uh then I, I sentence you to death. Uh, and Tyrion tries to argue one more time, and he's really trying to do his best here. He suggests imprisoning them. Danny's not having any of that. He says, you can send them to the wall to take the black. And Lord Tarly says, nope, she can't. She's not my queen. So he's not exactly helping. And eventually Tyrion goes, look, people aren't going to father you. Keep chopping people's heads off. She said, oh, I'm not going to chop their head off.
2: Oh, isn't she clever?
3: And at this point, Tyrion realizes what she has in mind. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Um, So she sentences them to death. And then uh,
0: Dracaris yeah I don't quite i mean yeah it's an intimidating image, and by the way beautiful photography of drogon i think uh, I, drogon, I
3: really appreciated uh, especially on the second viewing the the semi translucence of his wings in front of the sun that was really kind of awesome yeah. um
0: and just beautiful framing and set and cinematography in this whole scene i thought um but you know, Drogon from last episode, you saw people turn like to ash almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so it seems to me that it might actually be a quicker and more merciful death than the beheading where your head can be rolling around there with you awake and aware for um, you know 30 seconds to 2 minutes. Maybe. Um
2: is it that I, 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 one person?
0: Yeah, I mean I understand it's a psychological thing because yes, I do exactly. kind of fear fire, but um yeah, I I didn't really think the method of death here, of execution, was really that big a deal. Um, know, it's not- it, it
2: was. It was just her being a wise ass. I don't think that. The, I don't think that's the issue at all, Mike. Whether or not they chopped their heads off or burned her, I think the pro- the question is, what 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 does this make Danny, and what do we think of Danny? Well, no, that's I think it's I
0: think you're reading that well. I think Tyrion. Well, but again, I don't think it matters whether they were, it's not like it would have been, oh, well, if she'd beheaded them, it would have been so much better. Tyrion has a visceral reaction when she says she's not going to behead them, Um, which implies that the burning of them is somehow more, uh, somehow worse. I
2: I, I didn't get that at all. I got it that she said, I'm not going to behead them. And then he's like. Oh, she's going to still kill them. And I think he was devastated she was still going to kill them. Huh? Oh,
0: maybe. I don't know. How did you read that's it? How, er-
2: that's how I read it.
3: I, I thought that he realized exactly what she was going to do. And he was kind of horrified because as, as much as he's on her side, he really didn't want to see these men that he knows and who have been associated with his family for so long. And he didn't want to watch them get roasted. Right. But in the end, it proved to be an effective tactic on Danny's part Because Drogon roasts those two, and everybody else was on their knee pretty goddamn quick.
2: But again, that's just uh, Victor's threats. I mean, in real life, the moment the Victor this isn't real life,
3: no, it's a fantasy show.
2: No, but the moment the Victor, I know, but it's supposed to be more realistic than say, as Mike mentioned, like Star Wars is supposed to be a fantasy world that is, in theory, has a a pretty good set of realistic rules within it with
3: dragons and magic.
2: Yeah, like I said, with uh, realistic <laughs> rules within its its world. And um, I I would think that the moment that her guard is down, these people who bent the knee because they were threatened with death are the same type of people that would immediately try to find out a way how to overthrow her or some of them may not. Some may say, you know what, maybe, I don't care.
3: Maybe, but, maybe not, but I, I got to think that at least – half those people that were there because they were afraid of Cersei. Yeah,
2: yeah I, you're right. She
3: just roasted half the goddamn city.
2: Yeah, yeah. but the ones... I'm talking about the ones that did not bend the knee immediately. They right. were, were probably not scared of Cersei's. They were Cersei's loyal well, people. And you're, and you're
3: absolutely right, and we'll see if it has consequences later.
2: It Well, it may, the show may never get there because the show will end before. We'll will, will know about what happens You know, 30 years from now, or even two years from now. But that's a fair point. Um, I honestly, um, everything you stated is correct. They, they, they immediately bend and you know, whatever. And, but again, I, I I don't know what this means because, um, except that it it verifies what I've been saying, which is that she's a scumbag as much as a lot, uh, you know, Cersei's and other people in the show. And that she, in my opinion, she is possibly a future villain. And I still think to this day, as I said, said two years ago, that I think Tyrion is going to be the one that's going to kill her. And,
3: and well, maybe you, they kind of, they certainly set now. things up. They certainly yeah. set things up. And there's a conversation later between Tyrion and Varys where, uh, where Varys is, is uh, Tyrion's trying to kind of justify himself or justify Danny um, to, to Vera saying, saying I, I tried to stop her. It wasn't me the killing those people. And Veris pretty much tells him, yeah, that's what I used to tell myself when I was advising the Mad King. I used to say, it's not me that's doing this.
2: Yeah, basically, he's basically doing the U-boat, uh, U-boat Captain Neo Miller's statement. You know, he'll take away the Catholics, but I'm not a Catholic, so I did what? said nothing. What are you
1: talking about? And
2: this is what he said. He is saying the, the exact same a- thing. For, Mike knows what I'm talking about. The, I know you're talking about the
0: idea that, yeah, if I won't say anything, I'll keep quiet, but then there was nobody to speak when they came for me. But I don't think that's because nobody ever came for Varys. I think it's just he allowed himself to, you know, to say, I, I didn't do it, and because he didn't literally do it, but he would stood by quietly and let it happen. And that's, that's right. what you're getting at, yeah. So yeah. I, here's the thing I think, and I've said all along, Danny has, has competing impulses. And she does not want, and the people in chain, she does not, you know, she did not like the Dothraki taking slaves and raping women. Um, On the other hand, when she feels someone has crossed the line, she believes in fiery vengeance. Um, And Mike, don't forget
2: the important thing about the Dothraki. Remember, she, when her husband, the Dothraki from season one says, I'm going to... Cross the narrow sea, and I'm going to rape and murder and all that. She's smiling and, and happy. I mean, maybe she's a different person six seasons later. But even even that, where you're saying, you know, she doesn't like the Deathraki doing terrible things. She was she was wasn't too hard on when her her husband was saying that.
0: Oh sure, of course it was also still words. Um, yeah,
2: well, that's true. sure that's
0: true. Um,
3: she also didn't hesitate to burn all of their leaders to take over.
0: Right. So, but again, let's also compare this to to, uh, you know, Cersei blowing up the, the sept. Yep. Um, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of things. And, you know, we talk about bend the knee, but remember, Mancerado yep. was told bend the knee, and they executed him because he wouldn't. And she, Phil has said several times, half-jokingly, about guerrilla war. Well, that's why you put down the people who will not bend the knee, is to stop the idea of a guerrilla war in the future. That's why she wants Jon Snow to bend the knee, because she doesn't know him, she doesn't trust, or at least Two episodes ago, didn't know him, didn't trust him, and had no way of knowing if after getting rid of Cersei or going up but, north or but, what have you, that but, he but wouldn't turn on her in a
2: second. But, but she didn't burn him the moment he said no. In in the in the throne room on Dragonstone,
0: right? But she yeah, also he wasn't didn't burning her ships, right? <laughs> So what I'm saying is that she, and, and, and they do say this in that conversation, is that she's, she is not her father and will never will be with the right advice. Well, let's see if she takes the advice and gets the right advice. Right. And but, as, 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 far as, as far as Tyrion, let's also remember, part of the reason they're in this situation is because Tyrion is squeamish. He doesn't want to kill anybody. And so he pulled his punches when they uh, launched their first assault. So, but But,
2: but that's... I mean, it still doesn't ex- explain or, or 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 forgive her not following whatever the Geneva Convention is in their world, because
3: there is no Geneva Convention in their world, right?
2: But that means she she should should not be forgiven for what she did. I mean, she, she doesn't have
0: to be. to be. It's war, Phil.
2: Yeah, but war you, you you don't you do what Tyrion says, which is you round up your prisoners and you put them in jail.
0: No, but let's uh, remember, Robert... I- right? <laughs> Robert Baratheon had all the Targaryens killed, including their children, in order to stop this situation from eventually happening. And tried you to know, murder Danny in
2: her crib. Right. So, all. Well, it but, it, but, it he, appears they probably should have, I'll tell you that.
0: So, but, I'm just saying, I, look, I, I'm, just, I, I'm not saying she's a saint. I'm saying on the scale of Westerosi kings and lords. She's she hasn't gotten diverse. that far out of bounds um, there is the potential for it because she also has really bad powerful tools at her disposal and right. she at least recognizes in talking with John later that yeah I know it was brutal um, I felt that I had to do it so she, she's not like where Cersei would be like you know Cersei that was kind of cold blowing up that whole sept, and Cersei would could be kind of like Pfft. and you know yeah,
2: I, I mean that's like comparing uh, one dictator with another. It's like, okay, you're a better dictator, but you still mass murdered people, but not as Did, many. And yeah,
0: you, this isn't real life, though. But <sighs> and she hasn't and she hasn't mass murdered anybody.
2: Well, uh, she has is, uh, a lot of blood on her hands, and we're talking probably thousands, and a lot of them were as just people as any she other round up that goes to war. No, no, uh, I'm not talking about war. I'm talking about just rounding up people and and killing them.
0: When, when did she do that?
2: Well, all the all the cities on Essos, and then. Uh, um, she
3: killed, I'll, give you, I'll give you the point with the slave masters. That was wait, wait, wait. That,
0: that was that was uh, a calculated horrific move, but it wait, was, was horrific, hun- and it was something like a hundred and something slave masters that she crucified, and it, that was that was dealing with a very. Childish and simplistic notion of justice. They crucified 150 slaves or whatever it was, so we'll crucify 150 masters.
2: Well, I I don't want that type of person running my country. Well, I think Uh, she's learned,
0: but she learned her lesson because it's not the real
2: world. But (laughs) she already did it, though. That doesn't mean that, oh, I made a mistake. You still are a criminal and you should still be executed or go to jail for what you did. And she did terrible things. She should go to jail. She's not Jon Snow.
0: There is no jail. She killed fewer people. There are no that laws. Group. She killed fewer people there than Cersei did with blowing up the sept. And they were all slave masters.
2: It's a, it basically, doesn't matter.
0: Basically, since then, the people that she's killed have been uh, the, the sons of the Harpy. They've been slave masters. They've been soldiers and sailors on the ships.
3: We understand yeah, that you don't like Danny. We understand that you don't like Danny, trying to make matter. her worse than everybody point, else, she's not.
2: The point is, she no. She pretends she's good, and she's a psychopath, and she killed Slave Masters, and then she killed the Tali's.
3: Wasn't that because a psychopath is thinking that you're good?
2: Well, that's, that could be true, yes. And, and therefore, I don't want, I, if I was there, I would. Tyrion should already have killed her. I would have killed her already, and said we'll throw a lot with Jon Snow. Well, well know, what we'll about you the one well,
0: that died a long time? I kind of, I kind of <laughs> remember Jon Snow swinging the axe on some people as well.
2: He had, no; that was all in either in battle or it was it was a criminal justice where, where he was required to to pull a sentence. So, so
3: somebody's it's like a big to difference.
2: Kill
0: people, but it's not okay.
2: For
0: so it was okay from. Like it, it, it was okay from to, to execute someone for disobeying an order, but it's not okay for Danny to execute people for buying and selling slaves.
2: Uh, under, under the Essos laws, it, it, was, it, was, it was done. She did not just kill them. She, she crucified people. That was fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, John Snow chopped off the head of George Slint and hung uh, Alistair Thorne and Ollie because they broke a, a law. And that's it. That's all he did. That's not, that's not a criminal oh, activity. No, that's not that's murder. Not.
3: You're ridiculous. Let's move on. Okay, let's keep uh,
2: going. I, I, I am not ridiculous. Dude. It's, I not believe going. that you justify Danny's murders. Even Tyrion and Varys know it's wrong. They, if they should they, have
0: they, Didn't justify it. I'm just saying it's in a it's in a difficult situation, and there aren't a lot of good options there.
2: I would I would if I was Tyrion and Varys, I would overthrow her, kill her, and and then throw her a lot in with Jon Snow. Or I would uh, conspire with Jon Snow and say we got to get rid of this nut.
3: Uh, you'd end up beheaded like Ned Stark. Right. <laughs> noble uh, or, people don't last very long in Westeros.
2: Uh, well, that's a fair point. <laughs> yes, uh, even, the Tali, whether we like the tally guy, Randall Tally or not, at least he was noble, and and, he, and, and guess what happened to him? He got burned. Yeah, he
3: was he was a dick to Sam, and, so he and, and, that, to and Ned was noble, and he got beheaded. Noble people just don't have a good fate in Westeros.
2: <laughs> this is true. This is true. And and Jon Snow, he got stabbed and died.
3: Yes, so I, I like how he totally dodged that with Danny too. I guess that's a that's our transition to uh, to, well, yeah, we're still on Danny, so let's finish up with her.
2: Well, that right, was Danny, the end of the scene, basically, yeah. right? Oh, right. So now I guess we're in the room where Varys and, and Tyrion are talking about. We got to no, that's the, well, airplane. the next
0: thing. I think we the next thing might have been going to King's Landing. Let me uh, check my notes here. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um,
3: right. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to stay with yeah. the same character. Yeah, so let's so let's go to so now Danny flies in to meet John, right? And uh, this scene, I absolutely loved just because fucking Drogon. John gets to pet Drogon. <laughs> That's just fucking awesome. You get a close up of the dragon's face, and the C- CG work here is absolutely Good fucking autumn. amazing. Yeah. Uh, as much as you hate Danny and her dragon so you gotta admit that dragon is fucking sweet.
2: yeah oh the the special effects this season have have been phenomenal no doubt about it and And you know
0: and and you know if those dragons swore allegiance to cersei phil would have no problem with the dragons
2: (laughs) um i see where you're getting at mike but honestly um uh I've, i've really not been a fan of the dragons. I've I've always liked the show. you
3: not a fan of the
2: dragons? Uh, well, let me That's explain. Whole
3: reason to watch the show no no,
2: no 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 it's not. The, the reason I have always loved the st- the show was the intrigue and workings of and machinations of the characters. Mm. So Littlefinger and Varys work and how the Lannisters do what they're Thierry- I think Thierry-
3: you oh, need to went. revoke your D&D card, sir. Uh, well, you may, I, uh, you may know how much damage a pull arm delivers, but you're not in your dragons. I demand your card.
2: Well, I, I will, I'll explain. <laughs> when I first heard about the show and people were saying what it was, I go, yeah, but I don't really want to watch it because I, I don't want to, I'm not interested in another Lord of the Rings and all that. And they go, oh, well, there's really not much magic or mystical monsters in it. There's like a zombie at the beginning of episode one, and that's it. And I was like, oh, all right. And so I started watching it, and I fell in love with the show because of the world, not, which didn't include zombies or dragons at that time. Mm-hmm. They've been introduced since, but the real reason I enjoy the show isn't because of the dragons or the, the whites.
3: Well, now let me ask you this, about the scene where John meets Drogon. Do you think, I mean, I, I don't think this is a spoiler, because it's been pretty much revealed in the flashbacks, or not flashbacks, dream visions, whatever the fuck you want to call brands thing.
2: Yes, um, I already... Uh,
3: John's a Targaryen, right?
2: He's half Targaryen, yes.
3: He's half Targaryen. Um, do you think Drogon yes. can smell it?
2: Yes. Yeah, me too. I think, yeah. What, what do you think, you, Mike?
0: Mike? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm going to throw this out there because I don't buy it. But I know some people have been running with the theory that even Tyrion is part Targaryen. Which is why he was able to tame the dragon, sort of, when he went down in the crypt in Season 6. I don't buy that. And, yeah, I don't really buy it either, but they do point out that um, uh, it's possible that uh, the Mad King had his way with uh, Tywin's wife.
2: Tywin's wife, yeah.
0: And that's one of the reasons why he hates Tyrion. Yeah. <clears throat> but then I Okay, that kinda of makes sense. Well,
2: I, I think I don't think it's that Mike. I think the reason he hates Tyrion is because he's a drunk and he's a midget or what or what or a little person. I'm, I'm excuse me on the term. I'm not sure what term dwarf it is. Dwarf is right. the official term. A dwarf, maybe. Um and but the other rumor is you're right, that, that go is going out there with the Red Bull and Reddit folk is that Tyrion is bastard son of joanna lannister and the mad king because the mad king either raped her or they had an affair because she happened to uh help out with his other children well and that's that's a rumor as well
0: (laughs) i'm not on board with that but we'll find out neither am i and and for me like a big moment was um like when he appoints uh Tyrion as the acting hand you know he says why me why not my uncle or somebody else he says because you're my son now he clearly isn't proud of his son but damn it he's his son he takes possession of his son in that act
2: right. that's and why i, I don't it, think he thinks Tyrion is is not his son i think he actually believes it whether it's true or not
0: right but i just think it would would it would undercut so much of the story yeah, yeah. to let him off the hook like that and I think he I think he has to be well, I mean, I don't know what the books are going to do, but I, I don't want to see that in the show. Right. Right. Um, so,
3: so after we get the uh intro between Drogon and Jon, um, Drogon takes his leave. Did anybody else watch Drogon as he was taking flight? I found that fascinating.
2: Yeah, he has an interesting uh side profile with the oh, Well,
3: and that and the fact that he just he kind of has to try and take a little jump <laughs> to get himself started before he starts flapping his wings.
2: Right, he's not I a thought that was put it that way.
3: Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was pretty cool to uh, kind of sort of the mechanics of, of how the dragon takes flight. That It's was almost about.
2: like a stork or something. Oh, right? Kind of, yeah. yeah something like a pelican that. or something, yeah.
0: But yeah. again, he flies off and there are the other two dragons just chilling in the background. He's like, hey yeah. guys, I got to play with mom again, what did you do? We sat here and talked with Mesende.
3: <laughs> we made some chalk drawings in the cave. And uh, yeah, we so. made cookies with Varys. <laughs> so then, um, after Drogon takes off, Danny and John have this conversation. Um, and this is where Danny says the thing about, I have less enemies than I did yesterday. And uh, then she, and John's kind of hemming and Hine about whether he approves and she makes the point, well, how many people did you kill when you took Winterfell? And he said thousand. thousands. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, you and I both want to help people, but we have to do so from a position of power and sometimes power is horrible.
2: Um, but I think there's a difference. And again, it comes down to on the battle field versus after surrendering. Okay. And John all of his deaths happened in the battlefield. Not all of them. Except for Ramsey himself, the the Ramsey Bolton. And and that that was the only one and 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 he's not necessarily the one that killed Ramsey. That's
3: right, right, that's right. Who did? It was Phil? Who
2: did it? It was the dogs.
3: Who 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 put who tied Ramsey down in front of the dogs? Who did it, Phil? Who did it? Santa, Santa, that's right.
2: Hey, good for her.
3: <laughs> and um, so, so, murdering and, people and,
0: is acceptable as long as it's somebody and, you like, just like I it said was, before. And it wasn't you, Daenerys who killed them; it was her dog.
2: But Daenerys killed him? Oh, oh, I <laughs> should understand. I should be All right, right. We're right, just right. giving I, you shit, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, anyway, no, right. look, we, we, we we clearly disagree. We 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 need. We're never going to resolve the argument, so we're going to move along. well
3: no no, but there's along come the Dothraki
0: and they say hey this guy wandered
3: up he says he's a friend of yours and ta-da we've got Jorah Mormont back in the scene Right. so there's this scene where Jorah's back and I guess it's supposed to be touching and I guess uh female types were really moved by this scene but I was just like okay whatever he's back (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, he's a cool character. I've always liked
3: it. No, I like Jora. I got no problem with Jora. I just wasn't particularly emotional about this scene, and oh, yeah, other yeah. people we, were. But I, well, and
2: we I'm like, we that. already knew it was going to happen, so it was like, who right. cares? So.
0: And you and I and Phil know that ninety percent of the women were like, "Oh, it was such a wonderful scene." Ninety percent of those women have their own Jorah that they friend zoned. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? <but> they're hypocrites, <laughs> right. <laughs> bastards, <laughs> son of a bitch. We all know it. Oh, yeah. I I was friend zoned a couple of times. It's devastating.
3: I I actually uh I know we've referenced uh, Joanna Robinson before. Uh she's one of the co-hosts of uh Cast of Kings and Storm of Spoilers. I actually asked her on on Twitter once. Uh would you hook up with Jorah even if he asked Grace Dale scale And she was like totally.
2: <laughs> yes. The, this would is not the one make a difference? I, I this is the one character even even she would, would, yeah, it's kind of funny.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, Jory's got it with the ladies. He's got it going on.
2: Yeah, except for Danny. Danny's the only one that, that, that yeah, is friends with yeah,
0: Well, The
3: only, only one he wants is the one that doesn't care.
0: But remember, he's in exile because he's he sold slaves, so he's a bad boy. But he's a bad boy with a heart of gold and he's romantic <laughs> and he's loyal. So he's like everything that they really want that doesn't actually really ex- exist in the real world. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. And, and 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 to be honest, the, the slaves that he sold were pouches who killed innocent animals. Therefore, he did a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's how... how knows so about so. Exactly. Uh, I, well, that, that's my point. Is that anybody who <laughs> likes him will use some something... Well, you know, it was it was a pouch. It was pouches. So,
3: Jarrah's back, and we... Um, Oh man! Do they come up with the plan before or after they 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 come up with the plan
0: before they send Tyrion to King's Landing, right?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: They come up. They come up with a plan that they need to go to Eastwatch. That they need to get um a, a white, white Walker, yeah, and, and 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 uh, what's his face? Jorah says, "I'll do it because." You know, the story writers have to do everything they can to keep me and Danny apart for as long as possible. (laughs) Right. Um, And I know I'm, like, the second oldest person on this island after Sir Davos. (laughs) But (laughs) Well, I gotta uh,
3: say, Davos had his... I think this was Davos' episode. Um, Because they come up with this plan of, okay, nobody believes you about these walkers. Catch one. Bring it down here to King's Landing, and if you do, if you prove that this threat that you're talking about actually exists, maybe I'll come up north and help you fight it, and and maybe Cersei will help. Um, so it's kind of a long shot, but at the same time, nobody else has come up with a better idea.
2: Yeah, and it's not really a white walker, it's a white, because they doubt they're going to be able to catch a white walker.
3: I, I don't think I said that, but you're right. I did.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I, I knew someone, I knew someone said it.
3: But so they they, uh, they kind of get this whole plan in motion, and uh, Tyrion decides that Jamie might deliver a message to Cersei. So they go. Right.
2: And but the reason for the message is to, to is basically to to an armistice between the North, right. and the uh, I mean the the Daenerys and Cersei, so Daenerys can then focus all her troops up north, assuming Jon Snow is correct, right, and. And, and that's the reason why they want to send to King's Landing, because at this time, when you don't have uh, diplomatic relations, you have to go uh, back channels. And right. They don't, have, they don't have radios or satellite phones. But we forgot one important thing, is the only reason any of this is in motion is because Bran sends ravens out to everybody. Oh, because he, right. sees, so yep. he sees a dream.
3: And I don't a, know if it was a dream so much as he was warging.
0: It, oh, he, he was warging. Right. And, and did, but but did, did you dream. also notice what I think might be something we haven't seen before? I think. With what? Brand's warging?
2: He, he did it to multiple, not just one. Yeah, he did
0: it to, he had multiple wargs. True. True. Right, and he and multiple. He, tell if he was doing
3: them all at once, or if he was just switching between them really, really fast.
2: It was, uh, a, but, it was a, a call, right? That's what they call hundreds of uh, a A murderous crows. Oh, a murder, murders, a murder, not a cause, right? Yeah. So it was a murder of crows,
3: right? But you, like, they kept on focused on one, and you would see its eyes go white, and then you would see its eyes not be white, which is what makes me think he might have been switching between them really quickly.
2: Oh, yeah, going yeah. from one to. What I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah. Or it
0: might have just been easier on the effects, um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but but here's the thing: is that this shows that he can control multiples either you know really quickly in sequence or all at once and there've been people talking is he going to warg into a dragon maybe he wargs all three ooh oh that would be fucked up
2: interesting mike interesting um and so immediately he see, he sees the white walkers heading towards east home or east home watch each watch thank you and he says to um someone at Winterfell, he goes, let's well, send out the Ravens to everybody mm-hmm. to one, the entire continent. And one goes to Sam, not Sam, but, but Sam's Old Town. Old town. And then, yep. and then one goes to Daenerys, one goes to Cersei, one goes to, you know, wherever. And, um, and, and so that's the reason they decide to go, because now that Jon Snow says, oh, Arya and Bran are now back at Winterfell, which I didn't know, uh, but Brankin has said he saw this and so we got to fight the walkers they're they're close right. and and then Daenerys says well I am not we got to we're still worrying about Cersei's and then that's where they said okay let's let's go to King's Landing to get an armistice temporarily so we can fight uh, up north but then they even come up with another idea which is maybe if we get the white and bring it back. We can also convince Cersei to join up with us as well, and have a full truce where everybody can focus against the incoming winter. Right. And I think that's the whole setup there. You are correct.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> right. I had this discussion recently. I was just, on, eager, I was just eager to get to uh, Davos. That's all. <laughs> <Fair> right. <enough>. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> but I even remember better, I who just, he finds. Davos finds. It's even better.
0: <laughs> I was saying I have this discussion. I don't. If it was on Facebook or wherever it was online. About well, why haven't they gotten any evidence to show people? Nobody believes that he has that the White Walkers are coming, or the dead are are rising. Why don't they bring evidence? And my argument was, um, they don't have photographs. (laughs) They don't have right. They don't have photographs. They don't have video cameras or selfies. um, And they're all on Facebook. Right, they're all up north. Uh, You're going to have to go and risk getting the army. Remember, John didn't really I don't think directly encounter them uh, well, outside of the bit at the, the wall um, except for Hardhome, and I don't think that... Oh, we have to capture the moment. I don't think that was on his mind. Right? Um, when they were escaping from Hardhome and after Hardhome, I don't think anybody in their right mind would have said yeah, let's go get some evidence to conv- no, let's convince the let back. back. Right. Yeah. So, and now they don't really know where they are. So... Um, and Well, until Bran says, hey, they're coming this way. So they've given them a place. It is kind of a silly plan. I don't know. I don't know that this is the wisest plan that Tyrion has ever come up with, and he's come up with some really dumb plans before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this one, because it's not like...
3: Uh, well, it doesn't seem like the Whites have individual personalities, right? They're just kind of a horde. It's right, not right. like you can catch one of them going off to take a leak, right? Right. So I don't know how they're going to manage to get one without just being overwhelmed by the rest. Well, I have a which thought is, is what they don't happen next
0: week. I have a thought. They don't know about it, but we do. Um, but that is a possible option, which is that... Remember last year, we ran back into, from season one, Benjamin Stark, who is a half-white
2: right. walker. Oh, okay.
3: Now, that's a, great,
0: that's a great thing to bring up. Does that mean that is, I'm, I'm not saying that is what will happen. I'm not predicting it. I am saying that it is a possibility if they were looking for an easy solution. To help well, the characters. Oh, but, but he can't. But, but he but, he
2: can't he can't cross the wall. He
3: said, remember? Right. But here's the thing. Um, some people think that Bran broke the enchantment on the wall by coming through with the mark of the Night King on him. So if that's right. the case, they could use Bran or not Bran. Sorry, Benjen. Benjen. Uh, but then the bad news is they're all fucked because there's no enchantment stopping the White Walker and the Whites anymore. Right. So I guess it's uh, give a little, take a little.
0: Well, and some people are saying they're just going to walk around the wall, which is what's taking them so long, is that they're walking over to Eastwatch and they'll just wait for the sea to freeze and they'll walk around the whole wall and just Mm, bypass that.
2: Which is possible. I
0: I think that makes way too much
3: sense. Yeah, right. I I don't think that's going to happen.
0: I have to think that you know, they it's, built it's too the logical, and it takes no magic. Well, right. It's, I have to think the people who built the wall, even if it was eight thousand years ago, and if they were primitive screwheads or whatever it was, um, they would have said, "We need to make sure we can stop them from going around it." Yeah. So that's the purpose of the magical spells. Yeah, you know, I'm sure right. the spells go beyond whatever the border of the physical wall might be.
2: Right. Well, and, well, and that's we're assuming, or you're assuming, like that. There is magical spells on the wall because we, I, I mean I don't I don't know if there is I don't we know there are because
3: Benjamin told us there are.
2: Oh, okay. He did said he okay. said
3: that's why I can't take you any further.
2: Oh, oh, okay, okay. Then all right, that's a fair point. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, but wait, wait a minute. Wait, what if could you get Cersei to the wall? Ah, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen.
2: I, I, don't, I don't think she 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 would be that stupid to, to do that. Leave. I leave think right. at the
3: very best she allows her troops to go up there, but there's no way she's leaving. Or well, let's Land. Jamie go up.
2: Well, there's a problem, Eric. She has no troops. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there's that,
0: but she might buy more.
2: That's uh, true. That's true. So, yeah, she's yeah. gonna buy buy more. Yeah. Um, true.
0: you know what? If if I lived in King's Landing uh, and Cersei wanted to give me some money to get the fuck out of there, I'd be happy to do it. Darn mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know if she's used up all the wildfire in the city. So yeah, I'll right.
2: I'll
0: go. I'll right. I'll stay at the I'll stay at the motel six. I don't mind staying.
2: We got it off the track there a little bit. Just a little bit. Just little
0: bit. Oh, you spoke ill of Cersei. Now you're in trouble, Mike. Yeah. Uh, no, no,
2: but but we, we 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 haven't even got into King's Landing yet. Yeah. So, right. We, so I mean, the point is, is that that's the plan, and the, and it has been debated numerously on blogs. Uh, posts on major websites, podcasts. Bill's friends on Reddit. And, f- yeah, the the Reddit people, the Facebook people, everybody. Wh- is it a stupid plan or not? And, and, and it's a good portion of the people I, uh, I was surprised were saying it's a stupid plan, which was interesting. Uh, I, I thought people would think, of, oh, that's a cool idea. But I think most people are saying it's stupid.
0: Well, um, <laughs> I, I do think, I mean, you, you, uh, Daenerys hit on it when she said, well we could go to the north but then cersei's just going to come in and take every place everything back that we just gained right. right and that's that's and so cersei's really the problem here right is that right. they have to find a way to deal with her and if they can't you know get rid of her just by burning down the the red keep which they could but they're refusing to right uh, then you know they, they need to find a way to do this to get her on board and i don't know how they're going to get her on board, besides everyone swearing me- fealty to the woman that's going to then probably execute them at the first chance she gets. <laughs> right.
1: So they
3: set up this clandestine meeting. Uh, I guess Tyrion still knows how to contact Bronn? I'm not sure how that right. works. Yeah, but uh, a- apparently screen. that's a thing. And Bronn pretty much tricks Jamie into coming down to the catacombs where uh, Tyrion's waiting to-, to meet with him. And they have this little conversation about him killing their father. Uh, so Jamie's really not that pleased to see Tyrion. But they have the conversation that Tyrion was sent to have. And then Jamie goes back and talks to Cersei about it.
2: Right. Well, let's not talk about that just yet. Because we have to probably talk about the pre-scene between him and Cersei. right after the battle when he comes back. Right. Um, so let's, let's just stick with okay. So in the, basically, they meet, and in theory, they set up some detente. I think that's the word you use for, for Tyrion
3: delivers a message, but we don't yeah. see it or yeah. hear it, and we it's revealed later in the season uh, in the scene between Jaime and Cersei.
2: Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into the, the Cersei stuff after we finish up this stuff. Um, so let's talk about the second part of this scene, which is. Davos, who was the one that brings Davos, Tyrian being awesome. Um,
3: yeah. Basically, they, they, they land a boat by King's Landing, and Davos takes, tells Tyrion to take a p- particular path because the guards don't patrol it as often because there's too many steps. And he's got, he says, I've, "I've got something to do myself." And Tyrion's like, "What about the boat? What if somebody takes it?" And Davos goes, "Well, then we're fucked. So hurry up." Cool. <laughs> We're fucked. we fuck fucked. We're fucked. So uh, Davos goes and retrieves Gendry, who's blacksmithing away right under uh, Cersei's nose in King's Landing. And apparently he's got a go bag. Uh, he's, he's ready to go with Davos on the spot. Uh, oh,
2: it was hilarious how he sets it up, too, Eric, because he goes... Davos is about to give this long speech why he should join up with John and and, and <laughs> immediately, like after one sentence, he goes, "Oh, I'm already right, on board." Go. <laughs> yeah.
1: he
3: goes, he goes,
2: these bastards killed my father, I, I'm, i and I'm, I'm right with you. I'm, I'm getting revenge. That was kind of fun.
3: Davos almost seems disappointed.
1: He wanted to give the speech.
2: Yes.
3: He's like, uh, <laughs> "Well, all right, grab a sword," and he goes,
0: "Well, swords aren't really my thing," and he grabs a big ass war hammer off the wall. With, with with the stag head on it,
1: <laughs>
3: right? If you know, exactly. so he's,
0: so he's kind of advertising yeah. his heritage. Um, but yeah, yeah it's it, it was it was neat. It was it was nice. Uh, a little let's cut the bullshit, and they do that with the character a couple of times, and I like that. With all the formality we have in the episodes of the uh, in Game of Thrones, and the conversations, and the feints, and the misleading statements, and the, having a guy who's just nope, cut through the bullshit.
2: Right, it and, the and, point. and he's a different character too from from season two and three because back then he was a quiet, nice guy, and here he's someone he now used to that be such
0: a
3: nice boy.
2: Yeah, and now he's someone that has a chip on his shoulder because he's been fucked over, similar to Arya and Sansa and all this rest that he's become a little bit of uh, a different human being in a sense. Right, mm-hmm. one like,
0: one witch tries to kill you, and all of a sudden. All of yep. a sudden,
2: you got everything changing. yep, everything yep. changes,
0: oh yeah.: yeah, um, so uh, so they
3: go back to the boat on the beach, and Gendry has just stowed his warhammer on the boat when a couple of the guards that aren't supposed to be patrolling come patrolling so and this is where Davos really shines, because you can see why why he used to be so successful as a smuggler. And he basically, he's, he bribes the guards. He's like, hey, is it uh, still five dragons? Five gold dragons? And they're like, no, 15 each. And he's like, fine, whatever. Um, and then he's about to go, and they're like, wait, what's in your boat? And Davos does this masterful job of hiding Gendry's hammer while exposing this, uh, what was it, fermented shrimp? Uh Crab. Crab. Fermented, fermented crab, fermented, fermented crab that he's got on. Put a hole in your
0: chainmail. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Claims it's an aphrodisiac, and uh, and you uh, let them try something. And goes, you better get to your favorite establishment, or you'll put a hole in your chainmail. <laughs>
0: and but see now, here is where you, you see the writers trying, right? Right? They're not just checking. Let's. They're not just saying, "Oh, look, I have fermented crabs. It's aphrodisiac for Lord Baelish's brothels." Oh, okay. Leave. No, they, they, they. they They don't use the term aphrodisiac. They play it up. They use colorful descriptions, and they have a lot of fun with it, and they needed more of that in this episode. Yeah.
3: So then it it seems like the guards are on their way, and then just bad fucking luck. That's when Tyrion comes back.
0: Yeah, uh, Davos ran a 20 on his persuasion check, and uh, Tyrion rolled a 1 on his timing check, so it's... uh, (laughs)
3: Right. So... We think they're they're off the hook. Then Tyrion shows up, and you see Tyrion like stop when he sees the guards. But he's like, no fuck, I can't stop. I can't turn around. I got to keep going. So he keeps on going and walks past the guards. And then and then like they get he gets five steps past the guards, and the guards are like, hey, wait, dwarf, get back here. Uh, and they they know who he is. And uh, Davos is trying to negotiate with them when Gendry just takes initiative and. Bashes both their heads in with a warhammer, hammer. <laughs> uh, and the one dude took it to the face. That was really pretty nasty.
0: Yeah, that was good. Um, I had to laugh because <clears throat> I, in my house, I have a bay window faces out onto Main Street. And every now and then the cops pull somebody over right on Main Street, right outside the window. And my TV is right in front of those bay windows. So we're kind of looking out on the street. And so every, it's middle of the night, and everything's fine. They're going to get away with it. The the goalies are walking away, or whatever the guards are walking away. And then as soon as Tyrion steps down the stairs, a cop pulled somebody over, and there's just red lights flashing all around my TV <laughs> through the window. Perfect. And it was just, I was like, "Yep, there we go." Just ruined it. Oh. Uh, but take uh, that away. Um, I do. But before we leave. There, there were the, arguably the two best lines of the night with, that we skipped over. Mm. Uh, the second best uh, was uh, Davos saying, uh, when you say, well, you know, how is it you're not going to be recognized? and uh, says, there's nothing that fucks you harder than time. <laughs> right. Referring to the fact he's gotten old and unrecognizable. And the other, of course, is when he first meets Gendry and he says, I thought you might still be rowing. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was awesome. That was that a fan. Was awesome.
2: ser- that was for the, a fan service. Oh, total
0: thing. fan service and total acknowledgement of yeah, we've done nothing with this guy for four years.
2: Right, and that the <laughs> memes have, have been coming out for years. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, though the best line we haven't even got to yet, which is, uh, "Have you brought the big weapon?" Oh yeah, the, <laughs> that uh, was a great
0: line. John. Well, I mean, there were people who honestly <laughs> thought that Gendry was going to be picked up by that uh, was going to be the one that picked up uh, Theon out of the water.
2: Which, oh my god, that yeah, yeah that would have been funny, that yeah. would have been funny, right? Guess, right wrong that, series, guys. yeah. So, Gendry uh, joins up Gendry, Gendry, right? With, yes, you're right, a G, even though it's technically a G, E, supposed to sign, uh, just my <laughs> right? So, they they uh, head back to uh, Dragonstone and the Beam Me Up Scotty quickness, and <laughs>
3: there's a lot of that going on. That it boat
0: is. is fucking fast, man, I tell you. And yeah. nobody was doing anything in the inter- Well, to be fair, Dragonstone is right near King's Landing, relatively speaking. That is true.
2: That is true. That is true. That is true, that is true. Um, okay, so, so Davos says, all right, when I introduce you to people on this island, just say your name is Clovis.
3: Right. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm going to introduce you to Jon Snow. He's king in the north. He doesn't need to deal with the fact that you're a bastard Baratheon, so just keep it to yourself. Introduce, introduce yourself as Clovis. And so uh Gendry marches right up to Jon Snow and says, Hey, I'm Gendry, the bastard son of Robert Baratheon. And Thomas is just like, Oh, for fuck's sake. What did I just tell you? Now uh...
2: what, yeah, and then and then he just goes along with it instead of getting pissed. It was kind of funny. Um <laughs> uh, what what is a bastard because we had this discussion last week that uh snow is north, sands, flowers, uh river. What's the one stone? What's the one for King's Landing? Anybody know? Bastard name there? I don't
0: know. Um, I don't remember what it is for King's Landing. That's in the
2: because Gendry has no last name unless it's Baratheon. You now I don't know. Anyway,
0: Gendry, son of a whore.
2: But yeah, but either way, um, Gendry wants to go north with Jon Snow and offers his is battle axe, and uh, which it was kind of funny every time he asked. So are you good with a sword? He goes, No, no, and then everybody goes, Oh, jeez, then you're not going to be helpful. He goes, oh, no, But I use a warhammer. Oh, okay, then you're good. So, um, so it's going to be Jorah, Snow, Gendry, and Davos so the four folks that are going to go north, and Daenerys agrees to let Snow go.
3: Hey, Phil. Yes. Sorry, I was. I've been on mute, and I didn't realize it. Oh, nice. uh, I think Gendry's last name is supposed to be Storm.
0: No, uh, I just checked oh. it on the Game of Thrones wiki, sorry. Um, it says that he is an unacknowledged bastard of Roper Baratheon. Um, he did not, not receive the bastard's surname, which is Waters, because he was not openly acknowledged. So in order, if you have to be an acknowledged bastard to get the surname. That's oh. weird. That doesn't so matter does what it, map I'm staring at, but Does, it,
2: gi- does it give his last name?
0: It said it would have been Waters if he had been acknowledged.
2: But it doesn't give what it is, instead.
0: Waters. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have, one. have one. Yeah.
2: So he's just he's just, he's just he's Gendry. Like, he's like Madonna. Just the one exactly. name. Right exactly. Okay. Gendry. A, right. Just
0: not quite as muscular. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
0: was a good one,
2: Mike. That was awesome. Uh, all right. So th- there you go. So um, it's those four are gonna head north to East. I keep on screwing this Head one up. watch each watch:
0: East Eastwatch. Eastwatch East East okay. East by the sea.
2: Okay. So I think we can skip straight and fin- let's finish up the, the good stuff at King's Landing now. Right? Okay. And, then we, and Because I think there's only two other important storylines to go, which is King's Landing and then what happens at Eastwatch, right? Right. There's and nothing. I think oh, you oh, should all Sam. be worried Sam. about a very specific we, character. We've got to do Sam, too. We've got to do Sam as well.
3: Oh, that's right. Let's do Sam first, since he's uh, kind of a side story. All
2: right. Um, um, but before you do that, uh, what character are you referring to, Mike? We have to I'd,
0: be, I'd be very worried about Bron right now. Um, uh, uh,
3: all
2: right. Well, yeah. gonna, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that when we get to it. But uh, let's go with um, Sam then, yeah.
3: Basically, uh, <laughs> this is, there's a scene where Sam is doing his uh, duties at uh, Old Town. And they get a scroll at Town from uh, Bran talking about what he's seen and, and the White Walkers coming towards the wall. And all the maesters just sit around talking about it. And Sam over here is like, Bran Stark, I know him. I let him through the wall. And oh. somehow he survived up there when nobody else could. So he's got something going on.
0: Survived for years. Right. And right so ma- this is, again, the idea that... A lot of time has passed.
3: (laughs) Right. So he's basically trying to convince the masers to believe Bran's message. They're like, well, I don't know. I don't think so. And then they uh, just name a number of other uh, fake stories that have been told via Raven over the the years. And uh, they send Sam on his way, basically tell him to shut up and behave.
0: So, but they do—they do raise a a I think, a somewhat valid point that this could be a feint by Daenerys to take absolutely. troops away from the south. Right. They're like it
3: could be the Dragon Queen trying to get all the troops up north so she can just waltz right in and
0: takes King's Landing, which is not unreasonable to think that. Right. It's not like they were saying, "Well, this is just you know the latest by the jerky boys." It's um. <laughs> so. Sam goes back and
3: he's doing his scroll transcribing, and Gilly is sitting across the table from him reading the journals of uh, was it a Septon?
0: Uh, it's
2: one of the great yeah. Septons,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a
2: yeah.
0: it was a journal of the Maester, uh, I think.
2: Oh, maybe it was the Maester of Dawn,
0: uh, Maester Great, uh, Maester Maynard.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, but either way, it was someone of importance, whether it was right. religious or scientific.
3: So she's sitting here reading this, and she's clearly fascinated by what she's reading because she keeps on blurting things out to Sam, who's trying to concentrate and transcribe scrolls, and he's also pissed off at the maesters for not listening to him. And so she's just prattling on about all these random things. Like, Do you know how many windows are in the blah blah blah? Yeah, five. Fifteen thousand six hundred seventy-eight, and and keeps on going
0: on. And that was that was steps. How many windows? Steph. How, Steph. how many windows in the Great Sept? None. <laughs> that was a great that, line. That because, was a
2: good line because Joy, yeah, because she goes, yeah, I guess technically you're right. There is. Nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so she's prattling <laughs> on, and so Sam's so annoyed that he totally misses uh, probably one of the biggest reveals in the entire series. Uh, which is that sh- that uh, basically she doesn't quite know what she's reading, but she basically in in reading this journal reveals that uh, Rhaegar had his marriage annulled uh, so he could marry Ned's sister. And if uh, he doesn't say they, those aren't the words that are spoken. It's implied. That's def- it's it's implied. definitely the implication. And yeah. if that's the case, it means that not only is John Snow, not a bastard Stark, but he's actually a legitimate Targaryen, and probably has a stronger claim on the Iron Throne than Danny
0: does, because he'll be a direct male descendant of the Mad uh, King's heir. Right,
2: right, right, exactly. Yeah, he he basically uh, Rhaegar was supposed to, is is basically the Prince Charles of Westeros at that time. And if he croaked, then it would go to George. Uh, I mean, William. Can't no. What the? Yeah. Yeah. Here's
0: here's the thing though: is that people actually liked Rhaegar.
2: it depends on 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 your perspective. Some people did, some didn't.
0: Rhaegar was pretty well loved. It was. uh, It's certainly more so than Prince Charles.
2: <laughs> uh, Well, it de- again, it's, it depends on your thing because the reason they went, all went to war was because Rhaegar took the Stark woman, whether it was not uh, kidnapping or not. The point was, is he took her, and half the the country flipped out, right. and they hated him. So I have to disagree with you, Mike. That he was not well. well
0: up till that point, he was well loved.
2: Uh, I don't think we know enough to, to, unless we've read the the last George R R. R. Martin book of the Encyclopedia of History. <laughs> so, so i i, ca- I can't verify it or, or deny
3: but uh i just thought i thought it was hilarious that sam who's who's a pretty smart guy has this knowledge dropped on and and just completely misses it because he's so fucking pissed at the Masters.
0: <laughs> well hold on a second let's 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 defend sam here for a second number one uh sam is distracted he's trying to, to, to do his job Number two, she has been prattling on for God knows how long about windows and steps and shits. And, you know, who knows what information she read that was useless. So right, the idea that, right. oh, here's this one piece of information.
2: Well, they're talking about shits as well.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, how many shits did the grandmaster take or whatever? And the other thing is that she, she mispronounces the name. She doesn't say Rhaegar. She's like Rigger. Or yeah, she right.
2: pronounced it like a Boston person. And she just says,
0: yeah, she's. And just a prince, and,
2: and ha, yeah, and how many princes <laughs> <Ragnar>. are
0: there? <laughs> and she does not mention who he was betrothed to or right. who his wife was, so there was or no way of.
2: Or who his father was. Or, yeah. Right. Well, and, and, you and to her, she's a, she's a wildling, so she wouldn't even know any of these people anyway.
0: Right. But, yeah, so he doesn't have any clues to understand necessarily who this really is. And more importantly, even if he did, so what? Nobody thinks there's any Targaryens left except Daenerys. Nobody knows that Jon is a Targaryen. He has no way of knowing that this is important information well, to the story. Okay, I I
3: don't know if that last thing true. I think two. I think there are a select number of people that know that he's a, a Targaryen. Uh, of course, what's his face? No, uh, it's basically with, with it's, Ned. Right. It's um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Howlin' Reed. Yes, Howland Reed knows. So
0: you basically and, have Bran and Halloween Reed, and I am pretty sure that Littlefinger knows. Okay, maybe. Yeah. So there, there's a few people out there that know. But for the most but, part, if you if you took Jon Snow, tied him down, and read that information to him, he would say so.
2: Right. He says, "My father's dead stock." I, yeah, he, he doesn't know.
0: Serf doesn't. Right.
2: Okay, I see. I think
3: I think John's well versed enough in, in uh, lineage that he would understand the implications.
2: Right, but that's not what Mike said. I'll, I'll be on Mike's side. Yeah, but but, but but how? Mike, but
0: what's uh, what's uh, the implication? Uh, Is that he? That he had, had a...
2: So what? That's what you said, right?
0: Mike. Because they don't know that he has, and most of the, of the people in Westeros, with you know, a, literally a handful of people, um, think that there were no there would have been no sons born of that marriage but brand knows the truth but nobody knows but, but brand hasn't told anybody that truth as far as we know no but you're just saying if you told john it
3: wouldn't mean anything to him i'm disagreeing with that statement i think it would mean something to him cuz he understands
0: lineage he would say well yes if he had a son that would matter but he didn't so why are you telling me this stuff you're not following
3: brand knows everything he, he knows who the father is. Right. And if he were to realize John, John would understand the implications.
0: But he hasn't yet, and so John I know would, And that and so that's my point is that how Sam doesn't know any of this. So why would Sam have reali- have come to the conclusion that this was important information? If he realized it was Rhaegar,
3: he would have realized it was important information.
0: But it, it, it would he be trivial distracted. information. Uh, it doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't mean as much to them as it would to him as it would to us. Okay.
3: If you say so. I'm tired of arguing, but I disagree.
2: Okay, I I think John Snowden would would be similar to the original Meister of the Black Watch, which was he was a Targaryen too and he gave up the claim to the throne because he didn't want to have nothing to do with it. Okay, The blind guy. You remember the blind guy? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're trying to imply here, right, Mike?
0: No, I'm trying to imply that the significance of this only matters if you know that they produced an heir, and nobody, with a couple of exceptions, thinks that they did.
3: I'm pretty sure if Sam found out that Rhaegar annulled his marriage and married somebody else, he'd be extremely interested in that.
0: I never took Sam to be one that's all that interested in the goings-on of the nobles. Okay. You're right. Sam's an idiot. No, not that he's an idiot, but what the reason this is important is because it sets up John as being a legitimate heir, and that puts him eventually at a possible crossroads with Danny.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and his own desires, which is he probably would, doesn't want to have nothing to do with
0: it. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm saying to fully realize... The importance of this information, the characters in the show, with the exception of Bran, maybe Littlefinger, and Howland Reed, have m- to miles of, of work to do to catch up to the rest of us. Okay. You're right about that.
2: Yep. So, Sam um, decides that um, Bran is right, the White Walkers are real, and this other little side thing, some people said that it may just be an a, uh, Easter egg for book readers and it will never come into effect, that they just had that in there, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. But either way, um, he says, I'm out of here, we're leaving, because I want to go, we don't know where, we're assuming Winterfell, because he believes that the Meisters aren't going to act, and as a result, he wants to go and prepare for the eventual invasion of the others.
3: Yeah, he said he's tired of reading about the achievements of greater men. Right. Which I thought was kind of sad.
2: Well, and and, and that's the thing, is, is that the Meister said a really cool thing in the beginning, one of the early episodes, which is the Wall has been there, uh, we've had all these terrible things that happen, everybody's saying it's the end of the times, and then... Guess what? It isn't things eventually revert back to normalcy and life goes on until the next. Right. And that's technically true. But as, as we know with, uh, how this show has been over the years, when they start talking about the wall falling down, eventually it's going to fall down. Right. So Sam is thinking, uh, in a different way than the Meisters, even though the Meisters are probably technically right if this wasn't, um, you know, the Game of Thrones world. I mean, when a terrible war happens, things eventually come back. But we know otherwise, and Sam is on our field, which is the wall's coming down, we're in trouble. And since the Meisters are more thinking the old way, which is things will come back, and maybe this brand letter isn't really from Bran; it's from daenerys trying to have soldiers head north so then she can uh fill the vacuum of the south they're not going to do anything and that's when he says all right i'm out of here what they're not going to do anything because he actually said to, to the meister his boss the grandmeister if you speak out and say this is real and we should take this letter to be true and i know Bran and i believe it's true if you say it grandmaster Everybody will listen because they think you're the wisest person of all. Right. And when he goes, yeah, I'll think about it. And which means basically when your parents say, yeah, maybe that means no. So, (laughs) (laughs) you you know, but 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 let's
0: let's 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 let's, let's go on. But you pointed out, well, the reason that we survived was because people did shit and they didn't just sit on their asses. Right. But at the same time, the reason people trust the maesters is because they don't go running with off half cock every time somebody claims it's an apocalypse, like, oh, well, we're saying now with the eclipse, right? It's, um, that, that's the reason why they trust their judgment. They have a role to play, and this isn't necessarily the role to play. If they investigate, if they find out, they, do th- they in theory, do their, their diligence, and that's why people trust them. And well, this would not be doing their diligence. This would have been an unsubstantiated rumor that they're being asked to run with. Right. And, technically and there's they, another they, piece of
3: information dropped in this scene, too, which is that the maesters know that uh, Sam's father and brother got torched by the dragon, and they haven't told him.
2: That's right, yeah. The, he, the maester says, I don't want to tell Sam yet that his father and brother are dead. Uh, and so they already. Ble- so you can see two things. One we can see why the grand Meister thinks it's, it's a trick for, by Daenerys because Mm -hmm. he just found out that one of his, his, his students, basically his family got wiped out. So he's, you know, and, and he lived through the Targaryen insanity. And two, Mike has a good point too, which is, yeah, they're not reactionary. They, they may actually look into it and eventually find out, yes, Bran is right. Okay. Now I'll send my letter. But Sam is impatient, and probably, as we, since we're, we know more than everybody else on the show, since we're the viewers, Sam's right. He, being impatient is probably the smart thing. But, um, technically, the maesters are, will probably eventually send out the warning and say, yes, this is real. It's just that they have to do, as you said, Mike, they do research. They're not just reactionaries. Right.
3: I, I sympathize with Sam, though, because had I watched that Army of the Dead march by, like he did, I'd be putting my boot in people's ass, too. i
2: like, and, come and, on, and,
3: motherfuckers. we gotta, we got to prepare for this shit.
2: And he had to kill one, too. That, that's not, that's the, he's at least seen him twice, right? He mm-hmm. saw him the time when he, all his friends got killed and he was cowering, and, and they looked at him and did that scream at him, and they ignored him and let him go. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, when they came after him and Gilly and, and little, little Sam, Mm-hmm. And that's when he had to kill him with the, the knife. So, yeah, I mean, he's seen it more than anybody that's alive, probably. So I understand
0: yeah. Sam's urgency.
2: Yes, yes.
0: I think there's always the risk of audiences, and it happens a lot, that audiences forget that they know more than the characters do. Mm-hmm. Right. And the characters, if you're being uh, writing well, the maesters have to react the way they would based on the knowledge that they have, not based on the stuff that Sam saw in season three.
2: Right, and I think the writers are being a little, uh, how do I say, uh, disingenuous to the Meisters because it makes them look like fools because it's making them like, God. oh, he's stupid, this is, the kid's a fool, there's no such thing.
3: I, I don't know if they're if they're well, being set up as fools, but I do think they're setting up uh, Sam to have a great I told you so moment later in the series.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, my my point, Mike, was... Is they kind of poo pooed it when I think they would have said we'll do research and and I think the writers want us to make them poop. I mean, purposely wrote them to poo poo it because it wants us, the audience, to say okay these guys are fools and or or not. Wor-
0: but that but, but but that's why they went through. They had that thing of oh all, all the old you know all the the uh, past. Right. Apocalypses that people have claimed, because you know they've they've dealt with young apprentices before, probably flying off the handle or jumping to conclusions, and they have more experience. It's just in this case, the experience is not serving them because it's not an experience that any of them have lived through.
2: Right, and us and being the audience, we know more than them. Right, right. So we know they're wrong. All right, sure enough. All right. Any further details? So Sam's on his way to somewhere. They don't say where, and and we also learn the little thing about Rhaegar, um, an allusion to it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and, no, and, I, and, no, I forget. And Sam doesn't Sam, know his family's dead either. Go on. Man.
0: No, and I'm curious what his reaction will be. I think he'll be sad. I don't think he's. Yeah, he'll i he'll be sad.
2: I know I, he hates I, his I, father,
0: but I don't think he's going to be like you know. I
2: don't. I don't know if he actually hates his father. I, I think. He
0: well has issues with his father.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, his father hates him or, or dislikes him or something about him. But I don't know if Sam it's mutually back.
3: So but I have it, a technical question. Yes. So Sam's dad disowned him, correct?
2: That's uh, why I set
3: the wall. Yes. Well,
2: well, I don't know. I guess the term was is he didn't think he was worthy to be the heir because he's not a fighter. Therefore, uh, joined joined the. To watch. Right. so I don't know. So, was so
3: here's that, disowned, that's, yeah. that's the setup for my question. Since he was disowned, now yes. that dad and brother are dead,
2: he would not be is, able to claim. Is he the,
3: the head of the Tarly household, or does it not matter because he was disowned?
2: I think his, it doesn't act,
3: matter. He took the black. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think right.
2: the mother the mother is the head of the the house. And to be honest, once the wall comes down, there is no black anyway. So anybody can, he can be he can take claim if he wants.
0: Well, I, yeah. I, now the question is, where is he going? I'm assuming he's going to go to uh, Winterfell because that's where Bran is,
2: and, and mean, also that's where he probably thinks John is too.
0: Right? Because I was going to say, do we do we know if he knows? No. What the hell's no. going on with with John?
2: I don't think he does no
0: Because John like never writes anymore. He just
2: <laughs> right, right. Well, and John's Jorah, horrible
0: at staying in touch.
2: He knows Jorah was heading to Dragonstone, but no, even Jorah didn't know that John was there either. And it doesn't matter now because John's not there anymore. So I think he's going straight to Winterfell. That's my guess.
3: You're probably right.
2: Yeah. I mean, if not Winterfell, then he's going to the Wall and, and to talk to Ed. But if he gets to the Wall, he has to stop at Winterfell anyway. So I'm assuming he's going to go through Winterfell. All
3: right. Yep. So that brings us, well, before we move on to uh, King's Landing, there was, I, I, we forgot the, the, the great line between... Uh, Tyrion and and Varys, which is that Varys has the scroll that's meant for uh, that's been delivered for Jon Snow.
1: Oh, Tyrion, Tyrion,
3: Tyrion, Tyrion asks him, "Did you read it?" He goes, oh, "It's a it's sealed a- scroll for the King of the North." And Tyrion <laughs> takes a sip of his wine and goes, "So what does it say?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, Varys
0: and Varys says nothing good. <laughs> and. and- I, we all uh, saw that coming, but it just—it was well. Still we we had nice.
2: already seen it with um, the Boltons, uh, Ross Bolton, when Littlefinger would get ravens from Cersei's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always open, and and and, and Baelish would go, uh, "Why is it open?" He goes, "Well, since since it came to my my keep, I'm I'm obviously going to have to look through it." So <laughs> right. yeah, we, we knew this stuff was going. on. It was on.
3: all in the delivery, though. It was classic.
2: It was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So,
3: uh, King's Landing. Jamie comes home with bad news, and he goes to Cersei, and he tells Cersei that they lost the battle, and she asks how many they lost. He says we don't have a full accounting, and she says uh, it it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll win, and Jamie says no, Cersei. So you got you have to understand, Phil is completely wrong, and our forces cannot stand up against the Dothraki. Yes, I think yes, that's I, a great
0: quote, I, actually. Uh, well, pretty close. And they did this with two dragons tied behind their back.
2: You forgot to you forgot to add a couple of things, like like she says, "Well, we're going to hire mercenaries," and he goes, "It doesn't matter because Phil's wrong." And then <laughs> right. he, he also says, "Plus, <laughs> they, they, this was just with one dragon, and we have two Kai uh, burns weapon.
3: It's useless. Well, it was
2: useless, and the Dothraki. Yeah, don't we, we can't stop them. The Dothraki
3: we're just, weren't yeah. weren't uh, fighting us for war. For them, it was sport.
0: They were toying uh, with us. <laughs> yeah. So I but felt a little we're, bit. We're. I felt a little
3: bit bad for filtering that scene because yeah. they were fighting so hard for the last week, going no, the yeah. Dothraki would never win. The Dothraki would never win. And Jamie pretty much shows up and goes, "Oh God, those Dothraki are the fucking worst. We're toast." He was arguing <laughs> yeah. with the military experts.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, I was eating a, a bunch of crows last night. Yeah, a murder of crows.
0: Well, in in rewatching that scene, there was a shit ton of those Dothraki. They were heavily outnumbered.
2: Yeah, that
0: was the that was that more than anything is probably going to be
2: well the side the no, yeah, factor
0: without right, dragon.
2: Right. Even if they weren't good fighters, they were still outnumbering the Lannisters six to one probably. So. Right.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
3: So anyway, I thought I had to give you a little brief there, Phil.
2: Yeah. I deserve <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take it with
3: it's, it's, you. Took it on the chin. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, so then they had this whole conversation, and Jamie is, is like, we, "We need to. We need to get out of this war because we're going <laughs> to lose. No matter what we do, we're going to lose." Yeah. Um, and I can't remember where the scene split was because there's this scene, then there's the the scene well, after. First,
2: she says an important thing. She goes. She says, "After we're doomed." James says, "We're done." She goes, "Well, well, there's only two things we can do: we can fight and die, or we can surrender and die." I already have chosen the one I'm doing, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and and that's where the cut that happens right there. Okay, right.
3: Right. So Uh, then, uh, the next, uh, the continuation of the Jamie Cersei is uh, post uh, Tyrion's meeting with Jamie. And Jamie comes back and says, uh, "I met with Tyrion," and Cersei is basically like, "Oh, oh, oh!" Yeah, I know. I, I, uh, Eric, said, "Eric,
2: that. Eric, we forgot a <laughs> we, we forgot a huge one at the What's first that? meeting." Uh, Joffrey and Elena.
3: Oh, you're right. Uh, he delivers that, and she doesn't believe it at first. She's really? like, "No, nah. she she was just she was just trying to get back at me." And Jamie lays out the logic. He's like, "No, no. If you were if you were Marjorie's mother, who would you rather have? Grand, grandmother. Jo- uh, yeah, Joffrey or
2: Tommen. Tommen. Because <laughs> if if it's Tommen, uh, that means that
3: nice collar, Phil.
2: Oh yeah, the dog in the background. Uh, <laughs> the, the the Queen of Thorns would have be basically the de facto leader of Westeros if it had been Tommen, and therefore right. eliminate Joffrey." And, and then she I thought
3: she, uh oh Lena Headley did a great job of the look on her face when she kind of sat down here and let it sink in. It's like, oh fuck, he's right.
2: That, 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 <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, <laughs> then she goes, I should have never listened to you. Be- and we should have tortured her like I wanted. And then he goes, It doesn't matter. She's dead. Her son's dead. Her grandchildren are dead. And if her we don't. Her house is it, eliminated. Yeah. Her house is dead. If we don't f- do something, we're going to be following them. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. That was awesome. And, and I think that was a good point because that was my point from the beginning. It didn't matter what Elena said because she's dead. And I'll stick with that. That's one. That was the
0: one moment in the show I thought, okay, that Phil that will be happy with.
2: Right. Uh, I, I can I cannot I won't eat crow on that one because I, it doesn't matter if she quote unquote got a laughs laugh because she's dead so fuck her but either way even though she was a great character um so that was then we we go to the the second scene yeah Eric you can pick up now but
3: so this meeting between Tyrion and Jamie happens Jamie's telling Cersei about it and Cersei's basically like yeah I know. <laughs> Do you, really, do you really think anything happens in the city without me knowing about it? Are you going to punish Bronn for betraying you? And Jamie kind of looks shocked. And uh, Jaime delivers the message that Tyrion uh, has delivered a, uh, an armistice from Daenerys. And basically she's proposing uh, a peace so that they can fight the army of the dead.
2: But Cersei says an awesome line. I thought she goes, she goes, why would she want to have an armistice when she just had a huge victory? Right. And, well,
3: and and it's, it would have to be a good reason, right?
2: Right. And and that's when Jamie says it's because of the the White Walkers. And then Cersei's is like, her expression is like, oh my god, those people actually believe in that shit. Uh huh. It was kind of funny. Um, so
3: basically she's like, well, this works out well for us because we're kind of fucked right now anyway. <laughs> so, so let's arrange this armistice and, and, and keep the peace for now and uh, wait till we're in a better situation to pick this up again later.
2: Right. Mike, any, uh, anything you wanted to add to this?
0: Yeah, um, this is why I'm worried about Bron. Because Jamie's not going to do anything.
2: Well, right. I, and this, you're right. Jamie's not going to do anything to Braun. Um, but this is where I was, I'm completely confused because Braun, uh, as we know, con- got contacted by Tyrion. He brings Jamie down to the Crips to pretend that they're going to fight uh, for practice. And then, congratulations, he, he set them, the two up to meet. Why, when Tyrion left, would braun not go with him at that point
3: because
2: he still wants his prize from jamie
3: yeah, he's so, on a castle
2: but he, there ain't gonna be no fucking castle with the, with cersei's because it's a losing side he's, he's thinking the he's same he's thing. hanging on
3: man he's hanging on he wants his castle i
2: i i, I don't understand it though because cersei jamie says we're done we can't win this war so if you can't win this war braun if he's on the losing side ain't gonna get no castle so why wouldn't Ron say, "Okay, I'm going with the wind inside. Maybe they'll give me a castle."
0: I don't know <laughs> um, maybe they they not enough room on the boat for four um,
1: <laughs> it's
3: well,
0: gonna be hard It's gonna be hard for Tyrion to sneak out.
3: Oh, and we forgot a crucial crucial aspect of this scene, uh which is that uh Cersei reveals to Jamie that she's Preggers. oh that's right. Yeah, well, and, and the, I, I don't know place. about you guys, but this seemed totally empty to me. There was like no emotion here whatsoever. Uh, Cersei doesn't seem terribly pleased about the situation, and at least if she is, she didn't show it. Jamie doesn't seem particularly pleased with the situation, and also, I don't know about you guys. I'm not. I'm not absolutely convinced she's telling the truth. And it would be a weird thing to lie about. But at the same time, it just came out of nowhere. She's like, oh, yes. And by the
0: way, you know, it was just weird to me. What do you think? Well, first of all, let me say for people who suggest she's lying. Uh, the actress is 43. So it's very plausible that she's pregnant. Sure. Um, it's I, harder I to say get, it was
3: impossible. No, 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 no. But I know. that
0: But there are some people who are saying, well, isn't she kind of old? And. No, that's a funny. little bit, but not out of the yeah. picture. So the character's a- not that old, right? Neither right. the character nor the actress. Yeah. Right. So, assuming they're about the same age, then yes, it's it's certainly in the window of possibility. Uh, and they have been boning like rabbits, so it, it makes a bit of logistical sense. Um,
2: right, and they don't they don't have health clinics to prevent pregnancies like they do nowadays.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure Kyburn could rig up a uh, a device. <laughs> sure. he's, he's got a potion sperm ejector. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, if it's a lie, then it's a lie to motivate Jamie and to keep him, but it's a lie that obviously, you know, it's not like she can carry that for a couple of years. Right. Um, oh, like, I guess she could always miscarry or something. Um, well, I, I, which, am,
3: am I crazy? But uh, The delivery just didn't seem real to me.
2: Um, I felt... It was somewhat real, but we also gotta remember she's a sociopath. Oh so, yeah,
3: there's that.
2: So the way she expresses emotions is a little different than, than the the so called normal person, I guess.
3: That was like the run redeeming quality of her is that she loved her children, right? Right. And and she's had four of them
0: die on her. So But,
2: but you know what? I, I'm I'm honestly beginning to believe that was bullshit. Um because when Tom and his death, she was like, "Who cares so it it was so i it may if it wasn't bullshit, it's now like gone from her
0: yeah, maybe she's dead inside <laughs> yeah i think I don't think it was bullshit, but remember there was that prophecy she got told right, and it may just be at some point once Marcella had died, um then that was right. two of her kids, she may have just realized that she's not getting out of it um right. and so she wasn't.
3: But if the Shocked. prophecy was true, that also means that she
0: shouldn't be pregnant now. Well, right? Remember she said you'll have three children. She did have one stillborn child with Robert Baratheon. So it's Is entirely... She? Yeah. Oh, I um, about that. Right. So it's yeah. en- entirely possible that you'll be dealing with a similar situation here.
2: Or... Uh, okay. oh, but, but it said that your three children would die, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she couldn't have a fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, would it? I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I, I, I would
3: have to revisit the exact wording of the prophecy because those yeah.
0: prophecies are pretty, uh, pretty tricky, like that. Right? right. It's, it comes from response. Will we have children? You'll marry the king, and will we have children? He'll have ten. You'll have three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he'll sorry. He'll have twenty, which are the, referring to the bastards, mm. sure. and you'll have three. So obviously, that's not counting the the stillborn child, which apparently was not a thing in the books. Was a thing for the TV show.
2: That's right. So yeah, yeah they because forgot in the- in the books, she aborts every pregnancy with Robert. Oh, in the in the TV show, they try to they make her a little uh, a nicer character because in the book she's like even worse of a villain.
3: Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, the the Cersei, uh, the version of Cersei in the TV show is the
0: sympathetic version.
2: Right, right. <laughs> so it's
0: hard oh, as yeah. that may be to believe. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I think there's there's wiggle room because prophecies always have a little bit of. Interpretation
1: yeah, to
0: them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, There's I
3: just I, something off about the whole thing to me. I I don't know.
0: Well, it's first of all the way <laughs> she revealed it was very subtle, and if you weren't paying close attention, you would have missed it. Um, I understand from Jamie. I did actually the first because like I was
3: distracted by something, and then she said something, and I look back and the look on Jamie's face. I was just like, wait, what? what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so I rewound and watched again. I was like, oh, okay.
0: And from Jamie's point of view, now remember, they've, they've, they've been through the deaths of three children that were born and mostly grew up. Um, so I can understand Jamie being hesitant, and especially because he just suffered through uh, about 15, 16 years of having to stand by and pretend his children were not his children. Right. And probably wasn't looking forward to that prospect again. And he lights up a bit when he says, well, you'll be the daddy, of course. And he says, people won't like that. Maybe Cersei just has no more fucks to give. Yeah, I don't think she does. Now, I think what's important about this is that they, they'd said before they weren't doing this for anything other than for themselves. Now legacy is back to an issue again, or at least conceivably, if the, the child is born. The idea of there being a future Lannister family, which they had pretty much written off, mm. um, that, that's, that's back on the table. But again, this is why it could be a lie just to keep Jamie right. close to home, because she knows she's starting uh, that he's questioning
2: her. Right? Yeah, because at that point when she gives the notice that she's pregnant, Jamie's already on board to sue for peace, because mm-hmm. he says, you know, maybe we should listen to Tyrion, and then she out of the, before they even really decide, she she says. That okay, this could be good for us because it gives us more time, and we got to think like our father. And then, uh, then she says, "By the way, I'm pregnant," which puts Jamie back into his place. So any second thoughts he was having with Cersei's and their little King Fiefdom, it goes away because, as anybody knows, you know, if you get someone pregnant, unless you're a dirtbag. You are now looking out for that pregnancy or that child, unless um,
3: you're Robert in. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, no,
2: that's not true. Robert no, he took care of was, Yeah, a, he did. Was a very good father to all the bastards.
0: He just didn't okay. think he was it, right.
2: it, was, it was Joffrey and anonymously. And that wanted to kill all the, all the bastards. I'm,
0: I'm just picturing, like, Bronn in, like, six months. He's like, she's lying to you. She's still wearing skinny jeans. She's not pregnant. No, just Father's Day has to be very
3: confusing in Westeros.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. So, um, I, I, and so that's where we're left with uh, Jamie and Cersei's. Yeah. Um, I, don't think, I don't think there's it. anything else. Yeah, and,
0: and, and the question is now, is she going to kill Bronn?
2: Oh, right, right. So I'm still... I have no idea why Bron didn't go because he already said once the dragon's there, you know, that's as far as I go. And then here's a chance that... Well, maybe he's reconnected. he reconnected. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he reconnected with Tyrion and if he thinks the same way as Jamie, which is this house has no future, you would think he would have gone with Tyrion. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, My by the way, my suspicion is... Um, with Tyrion and Bronn, one of two things either happened: either he sent a crow or a raven, rather, uh, to to Bronn ahead of time, exactly. or what? I'm just naming birds. Okay, uh, or he, you know, he'd been in King's Landing for a long time. He knew where Bronn lived. You know, he probably knew or knew someone he could get a message to. Although, given that he's Tyrion in King's Landing, and there's still a hefty bounty on his head, that would seem to be the more dangerous prospect. Um,
2: well, and he knows but, the, the 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 underground ways to get there, right? That's how he escaped King's Landing, right?
0: But he still has to find a way to get a message to Bronn, and Bronn is not a low profile guy. Yeah, not I anymore. don't know how that all worked. That was like- so. I so I have to assume that there was a a. a a raven involved. And that's also how Cersei found out is that she, she, she did the whole Varus thing. Right. Is that you know, what some, one of, one of Qyburn's little burns, somebody intercepted messages. I'm sure she knows that Bronn is not loyal or is loyal to Jamie and not to her and has a friend. So I'm sure she's keeping tabs on him.
2: I, I heard a, a rumor online or, or a podcast. I forget which, um, I think it was today's podcast. Or one of the ones I was listening to that someone said that they thought that Kyburn was actually working for Varys.
3: Mm, don't buy it. No.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so either. But it was just curious. Um, I, I guess it's, it was because Kyburn was like t- spoke with Cersei twice. Both times, Jamie went to see her. When he was walking out of the room the first time, and in the second one they're talking together when he walks in. And I was thinking that they were people were thinking that there's something going on that we don't know about yet. So, I don't know. I, I
3: think Kyburn's just delivering intelligence. I think that's, what, that's uh, what one doing thing doing. I'm absolutely convinced of at this point is that Cersei's network is better than varus's
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And also, she came up with a, a dumb line when Jamie goes, why is Kyburn here? And she goes, uh, because he's the king of the hand. I mean, uh, the queen. The ca- the hand of the queen, and and he goes oh, all right.
0: Well, and remember, he took Varus's network in King's Landing. He has to he has to have a network for a city. Varus has lost his network and kind of having to rebuild the na- a, a worldwide network again. Right. So right. it's a little easier for Kyburn right. to have a more efficient network because he's dealing with a smaller pool of information.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, any further items? I mean, Mike, you made a good point, which is: is Bronn in trouble? I, we don't know. I mean, it's curious. So um, I, think,
3: I think Mike's more worried about it than anybody else. He really likes. Well, it.
0: well, oh, here's Bron, look. Bron look, is look,
2: awesome. He's one. Of I,
0: I think, guys. and you, you look. You tell me if I'm wrong about this. Well, I'm not wrong because it's about what I would do. But you tell me if you would uh, do likewise. If I had a choice between watching a show about all the A players, meaning mm. Jon Snow. Daenerys, Jamie, Cersei, Sansa, Arya. Hmm. Or watching a show about all the B players, meaning uh Bron and Davos and Sam and the Jorah Hound and Jorah and Littlefinger and Varys. Yeah, I would gone.
2: watch
0: I, I would watch the B team show every AJ. single time.
2: Absolutely. I'm 100% right there with
0: you. I That's still
3: really, just really want the point. spin-off with Arya and the Hound. I would watch that show.
2: Yeah, that's good. Oh, well, yeah, Brienne. You mentioned Brienne. Yeah, all, you're right. All those, oh, even the Miss Marisandra, the Red Witch. I mean, uh, the B players are the more exciting players when you really look at it. That's an excellent point, Mike. Yeah,
0: I don't with, the with the exception, with the lone exception of Tyrion and Drogon. Well, everybody would ride on. Well, you know what? No, fuck Drogon. We'll take one of the B dragons. I'll take Viseron <laughs> or Rhaegon. Uh, yeah, or Raygon.
2: yeah, yeah it works. that works. That'll work. Yep, so that's a fair point. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Bran is okay. I'm I'm a big Bran fan. fan. Um, really? Yo, yeah.
3: Really? Hey. That's one.
2: Yeah. Why? why Wait, why Bran so or
3: Bron? I can't oh, tell with your accent.
2: Bron, Bron. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I thought you meant yeah. Bran Stark. I was
0: like, uh, really?
2: that's why yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah that's. Was. Yeah, I don't. I don't even be even his, boring.
0: even the actor's mother is like, By God, he this so sucks every time he's on screen. <laughs>
2: He did have a I good can't believe
0: though. they killed Hodor, Hodor to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> You're no son of mine.
2: <laughs> he did have a, the good line, though. The, the, the chaos is a ladder line. That was going <sighs> to give him credit. But mm. anyway. Um, Even
0: that he stole from, from Littlefinger.
2: True. All right. So let's, let's get on to the, the last stuff, which is basically the adventure to Eastwatch. I think, right? There's nothing else? Yeah.
3: Uh, There's not a whole lot going on there yet, but there will be.
2: Right. But we have a. They
3: basically just introduced the cast of characters that's there. Which is the Hound and the Lords of Light guys that are there. uh, They've been arrested. And and... Uh, yeah, they were arrested there in a cell when they get there. And Tormund is there. And Jon Snow and his crew show up, including Jorah Marmot.
2: And, And the big woman.
3: No, the big one's not there, but Tormund asked him about her. That was funny. Did oh, you bring the big woman? <laughs> uh, that was funny. Oh,
2: uh,
3: poor Tormond. He's he's I, I Did you see his expression
2: when he said it to me, like raises his eyebrow and, and, just, and it and John's expression like, Oh, not this again. That was,
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> it was great.
3: It was great. Uh so basically they argue a little bit. About stuff, and somebody's like, "All right, we all need to just shut up and get on with it because we're living, and the White Walkers aren't, and we got to deal with this shit."
2: Right, and and basically, uh, Tormund says, "Oh, well, you're not the only people here that want to go on the other side of the wall." And Jon goes, "What do you mean?" And then he's, we find out that uh, a mile south of the wall, as they were heading to the wall, the um, Hound, Barrack, Dondarrion, and uh, what's the, what's the, the Red Priest's name? I forget his name. I don't a
0: remember. Thor- 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 Thoros of Mir.
2: Thoros, that's right. Thoros of Mir, right. And, and I think he's a bannerman of, of um, the Mormons. But, um, and so they're in the cell. And, and then, oh, the best line, though, is when Barak is trying to speak and say, the reason we have to do this is because. And then the hound says, oh, shut the hell up. What, are <laughs> you going to take us or not? <laughs> right, and they go, yeah, so, and, and everybody hates each other because, as we discussed, or Mike so eloquently discussed at the beginning, um the hound and, and Barak are there, and Gendry's pissed at them, and then um uh, uh giant Spain is pissed at Jorah because his father was the head of the night's watch, and you know on and on and on, and then John says, "All right, that's enough. We're all on the same team, and then Gendry says, "How can that be?" He goes, because we're still breathing.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And, and, and then they uh, do their uh, uh, Magnificent Seven.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's where the episode ends.
2: So, um,
0: as we all know, this is a, only a uh, seven-episode season. And in the past, Episode Nine has always been the moment that we've all lived in fear of. But since there's only seven episodes, it's pretty clear that six is the new nine. Right. So let's start. We've got seven riding off to the north, and six is afraid of seven because seven ain't nine. Nine, (laughs) absolutely.
1: Uh.
0: What um, What's your over under in terms of survivors? How many are coming back? I'm worried about Tormund.
2: I don't think Tormund would be. But before we get to who, I'll tell you why.
0: I'm just just looking for a number before we get to the specifics.
2: Oh. Oh, okay.
3: The seven of them that's going out, I I predict, let's see, uh, three of them, four of them come back. At least three people die out there.
0: Okay. Phil?
2: Um, Well, let me think. If you look at the characters, I I say the Hound. Uh, so I'm saying that there's a chance that Two or three could go. Yeah, I could be I could see what Eric's saying because of Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Two or two to three. Two to three. I'm saying two because I c because I could see both of the
3: two come back or two die?
2: I could say two die because of uh, the Bannerman could die. And then I could see three because then they could knock off Gendry just to eliminate that Baratheon problem. So I'm thinking up to three um One's gone for sure, and then possibly up to three.
0: Okay, um, I think we all agree nobody gives a shit if Thoros of Mir dies. Right. Right. And other than the fact that he keeps coming back to life, I don't know if anybody really cares about Beric Dondarrion dying. Right. No, that's no, the, but he's got the flaming sword, so I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Yeah, so he could be a cool right. character. Anybody who okay. has a flaming sword, that's pretty cool.
0: Okay, uh, how would you feel about Gendry dying? I think it's a possibility because uh, it's something I saw online today.
2: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What did you see online?
3: A, uh, It's actually a still picture from the next week on um, with the Hound swinging a hammer that looks very much like Gendry's. Okay.
2: Oh, interesting. Um, I could see him going just because they reintroduced him so late in the game. But I could also see him not going because I could see him being... Someone they brought back intentionally because he could be the guy that everybody at the end agrees to as a leader because he would be not as controversial as other people.
3: I, uh, I, I, honestly, the the only people I see who are who are who are not going to die. Of course, Jon Snow is not going to die.
2: Oh, uh, D- Davos ain't because he's not going.
3: Uh, well, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think Jorah's going to die. Uh, I think Tormund might bite it. I think Gendry might bite it. And then I think...
0: Uh, the Hound? Somebody else might bite it. No, I think the, the Hound's hound? going gonna, gonna I, to... I think the two that have plot armor at this point are Jon and the Hound. I think if Jorah's going to go, because they've gone through all of this work to get him there in the first place, the only way Jorah goes if it's some grand sacrifice to save you know, Jon Snow.
2: Why do you have Jorah not plot armor, but you you have the hound.
0: I don't see Joral living out to the end, right? I don't see. I, I I just for some reason don't. I get more of a tragic vibe for his character. Um, well, and, I do too, but at
3: the same time, I think it would be weird if he didn't somehow die in Danny's presence.
0: I think Danny yeah, would witness be. his death. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to have a quick, sudden like out of nowhere death, it would have to be like that moment of heroic sacrifice. And they could tell that that to Danny when they get back. Mm -hmm. I'm very 50, 50 on him. The Hound, they've set up stuff about, you know, him finally looking to the fire and seeing the, 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 -hmm. the images from the God. So I don't think they're going to drop his storyline yet. And I can't imagine them not having, giving him a reunion with Sansa and Arya later. Right. Um, I, I just can't, uh, and I may be wrong. Gendry, it's sort of that. Why would you introduce him now to kill him tomorrow? Right. I don't get it. So I. Now they may, it may be just so they can get that fucking hammer into play. But there was nothing I mean, special. They did to know it with about. Osha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, the, but uh, although that.
2: Yeah, but but Osha wasn't as an wasn't a, a noble person like. Gendry, right? And he and she wasn't also a warrior either.
0: And they had to deal with Osha because they brought Rickon back, and Rickon was a major yeah. dangling plot thread that they kind of had to tie up. And they used it as part of the main story. Right now, he's just a walking red shirt, unless they do something more with him. So I'm
3: pretty <laughs> have much. You I'm noticed,
2: pretty... Have you noticed how
3: how Arya's back at uh, Arya's back at Winterfell, and and Bran is back at Winterfell, and nobody has fucking mentioned Rickon.
2: All right, but let's get back. Nobody to this.
3: cares. Nobody
2: let's cares. Well, Sansa already knows she saw it happen. But let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's get back to um, uh, again. Though all, I mean, since they're moving so quickly, right? I mean, and this is like a month's gone by. All that shit happens off off screen, right? So it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah. So I'm
0: I'm 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 but, I'm I'm picking four coming back. Three are going. Barrack, the and Torment. They're going.
2: I'm saying Torman is not going, and I'll tell you why. Because he is, and someone said it on a podcast today, um, he is the only left, only connection left to the Wildlings. So if you kill him, you're going to have to reintroduce another Wildling if any time John wants to talk to them. Because at this point, it's similar to the Dothraki, right? The Dothraki have no real character now. So every time... Danny talks to him "It's just, it's just character uh, Dothraki, one A or one B, and they're, they're nobodies. So if they kill off Giant Spain, then it's then the the Wildlings become the same as as that, and I doubt they would introduce a new leader of the Wildlings this late into the game.
0: I have a feeling the the Night's Watch and the Wildlings who are manning the wall are going to be the first victims of the the the." Uh, the Dead Invaders. But, so do you I don't think,
2: think but do you think that's now? You think it's it's episode six?
0: No, it could be episode seven.
2: So you think that you think the Night's Watch and the Wildlings are, are out of the picture f- for season eight then as a main entity?
0: Maybe. Maybe they make it to episode one or of season eight. I don't think they the, I don't think it's long enough that they have to introduce a new Wildling character for John to deal with.
3: And, and they may be an entity, but they could be a faceless entity. Right now, Tormund is their face. They could just become a faceless entity, and so, I think that so they will be the first one. Them. They will take heavy, heavy casualties. In um, because okay, here it is. I'm calling it. Uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have casualties, but they will capture a white. Uh, they will take it down to King's Landing, but while they're doing that. The first wave of the White Walker attack will happen at the wall, and both the Knights Watch and the Wildings will take heavy, heavy casualties while they're waiting for John to convince the Queens to get off their asses.
2: Right, but the, the, a lot of. What about the. The, the Wildings, though, now live in villages, too. But you're just talking about the soldier Wildings, import the important Wildings. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm just talking about the ones okay. who, are, who are there to fight. Okay. And, and they'll get dropped just like the Hill Tribes did mm-hmm. for Season 1.
2: Yeah, no, after, I know. I was thinking that too, Mike, when, when I was rewatching Season 1 and all the Hill Tribes just disappeared. It's like, whatever happened to them? They were pretty cool characters and had strong warriors. And yeah, you're right, they just wrote them out of the story. It was weird. I still don't get what happened to them. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. All right, so maybe I would replace Gendry then with Giantsbane as the third person that could possibly go.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Because Gendry, as Mike stated, and and I think anyway, I can't believe they would just introduce him to kill him off, except to get rid of a loose end. Um, Yeah. But I I don't think that's the case. And they're the type of people... Well, they're the... Type of people that loose ends, they would just forget about them. It's not important anymore. And it's, you know, That's they just not true. They away.
3: In, they tied up Rick and OSHA.
2: But, but those were specific to the story plot to get the Boltons and all that to go on.
0: And they could very easily have just said, you know, oh, we found Gendry. He's here. Leave me the fuck out of this. I almost lost my life twice. I don't want any, you know, just go away. And they, they could have dealt with it that way.
3: True. True. Yeah. But the um, only people I'm convinced will make it through next week, absolutely, are Jon Snow, and the Hound, and I am fairly confident that Beric Dondarrion will make it too because, well, he's got a flaming sword and he keeps on getting resurrected anyway.
2: Yeah, but but if if Thoros of Mere dies, then he can't. That's get true. He won't be around and to resurrect him. Right. But
3: I don't know. I just don't see the guy with the flaming sword going down.
2: Yeah, uh, you're probably right.
0: Well, oh, may- maybe. Ironically,
3: maybe. the hound
0: the hound picks up the sword. That would be the power transfers.
2: Or oh, oh, Jora! Oh, Jora could pick up the sword because the hound's picking up using the warhammer. Oh
0: yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I think if Jora gets a burning sensation, it's going to come from Danny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the Uh
2: But either way. Um, we, we yeah we, we we figure that one or two maybe three go, um, and I still don't know what the point of the bannerman and the hound are to up there for w- except that the red god dis- or fire god told them to go up there and fight. That's, and, which that's is, what
3: happened. Yes, which
2: is kind of stupid because it's almost suicidal. It's like you said, Eric. It's like three people because it's just two bannermen and the hound are going to fight an entire army? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, that's a faith, and now it's not two, it's seven.
3: All I know is this show is an hour long and we keep on managing to talk about it for over two and a half hours, and
0: I don't know how we do that. Well, oh, because we keep fighting with Phil. <laughs>
2: what are you talking about? I just I ate crow and I didn't fight it.
0: No, no, no well, no. There was, there was something else we fought over this week, but it's been so long I forget.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's all a blur.
2: Uh, oh, it was whether or not Danny was, was a, a, a scumbag for, and did wrong. Yeah. I think that's what it was.
0: I think she did wrong. I don't know why I would call her a scumbag yet. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I would.
3: I don't think, in the scheme of this particular world, she's that much worse than anybody else.
2: All right, all right you better stop because I'm st- we're going to stop arguing about this again.
3: Just admit you're wrong and we can move on.
2: Never. Never. <laughs> uh, Hashtag Team Drogon. Right. And so that's the yeah, yeah. Um so that's the uh well Team Drogon is okay. It's it's Danny I don't like. Um <laughs> so this is uh another I, not not a real cliffhanger but it, I mean it's a cliffhanger I guess right? you call that a cliffhanger I guess.
0: Well, I don't know
2: what
0: you're talking about Yeah, they're not in immediate jeopardy so I wouldn't quite call it a cliffhanger but you know the the word's been bastardized so much it yeah, kind of works.
2: And we did find out that Eastwatch did there's a there's a uh, a gate there too, in the wall. There's
0: a gate, and did you see the uh, look at it? I mean, the poor fuckers. You want to get to the top of the wall? They don't have an elevator. They got to walk, <laughs> right? They got to take the stairs.
2: Well, it's it's good, you know, calories and stuff. That's good. Yeah, uh, good workout, good workout. Um. All right. So any any further things we wanted to bring up uh, about this episode or That's our predictions? To watch. <laughs> what was that
0: (laughs) sorry CrossFit Eastwatch I uh like I said I'm I'm concerned about uh, Bronn's safety uh I think we're going to lose three characters at least next week um and uh well I don't know if Bron's going to go next week but I think that his life is in danger from Cersei Okay, whether they kill him or he has a narrow escape uh or whatever it may be um Maybe he hightails it to Dragonstone and says, I got the fuck out of there. All right. Um, Possible. All and, right. Uh, and in the end, I think, yeah, they're, they're going to convince Cersei, Cersei's going to ally uh, with them and then stab him in the back.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: With a stab in the back.
0: Yeah, the, the, her, her allies. She is, um, she is just, she's the proverbial scorpion in the story of the frog and the scorpion. Right. You know, you know that one?
2: Yes, I do. No. So, uh, well, uh, yeah, go ahead, Yes
0: yeah, so a, a, a scorpion wants to get across the river. He asks the frog to carry him across the river on his back. The frog says, I'm not carrying you. You're a scorpion. You're going to sting me. He says, no, why would I sting you? If I stung you while we're crossing the river, we would both drown. And the frog says, oh, okay, that makes sense. So the scorpion gets on his back. They get halfway across the river. The scorpion stings him. And he says, why did you do that? He said, because I'm a fucking scorpion. <laughs>
2: right. Well, I think the frog also asked, why did you do that? You just killed both of us, or something like that. And then, Right. Because the point is, is that the scorpion just killed himself, too, because it's just nature that he has to score. Right. And, and, and and, thing.
0: and that's going to be Cersei. She will not be able to pass up an opportunity to fuck people, yeah. and she won't realize she's going to fuck herself, too.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and she's the type that will do the... Scorched Earth policy, you know, which is if I'm going down, everybody's going down with me too. I'm, you know, it's not going to be a surrender and then be put on trial and then executed. Or oh,
3: and and the you know, question we did, is how much wildfire is left?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, and you know, we saw. Um,
2: Ooh, that's a good point, Eric.
0: We saw Cersei tell Jamie, "Don't betray me again." See, and now, that's and, a little weird to me. Well, yeah, because he betraying by meeting with Tyrion, which he didn't know he was, he was doing.
2: Which he admitted that he didn't know, so that made right. sense.
0: But, yeah, but you don't say, don't betray me again, unless the writers are planning on having Jamie betray her, her again. again. Right? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, there yeah. will be a betrayal. Whether that will be the betrayal that involves him choking the shit out of her, or...
2: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, you know, that, that we'll find out.
2: Or, or he just bails, because uh, in the books... He just bails basically. He goes, "I'm out of here. This is ridiculous." (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's pretty much the episode. So uh, we got two episodes left. We have three episodes of the podcast left for this season. Uh, As stated, next week's episode won't be until the 25th. Uh, We do have an email that we should read right now, uh, which is uh, Sean Fox's. And uh, so let's get that.
0: Oh, he's back.
2: That's right. And he's back like
0: Gendry, Canadian torment.
2: That's right. That's right. Canadian Dormant. Uh, he goes, hello again, gang. Another episode completed and a real fun comes next week. Tonight, the episode set up the dominoes for several storylines. The greatest overall tension building to John and his version of the seven samurai, our magnificent seven, heading to meet the Night King and his army. Next Sunday night cannot come fast enough with anticipation of what may come. A tip of the hat for Phil and his team, anyone but Danny stance. As Danny seems to be revealing a very dark and possibly sociopathic psychopathic pension, with honoring her own fiery, albeit indirect support for the Lord of Light and her mad father at the same time as her bend the knee or burn policy is now in full effect. At this point, she is not far off from going into her own version of Cersei evil territory with a dragon flame happy flare. The two of these ladies whose relentless natures and arrogance to match will not benefit anyone except the Night King in the coming graveyard. My other concern in the episode was Bran using the Ravens to monitor the Night King and his progression to the wall. I was really scared he was going to harm the Ravens, but he merely broke Bran's control. So I give bonus points to him for not needlessly hurting the Ravens. He is not just misunderstood, he also shows he is much better than people Who suck. (laughs) Good to see Sam leave the dumbass maesters and head north. I love that all the humans are so arrogant and full of themselves. It seems very much in the vein of a Greek tragedy or a Shakespearean take that their arrogance and pride is their downfall. From power-hungry sovereigns to the supposed wise thinkers in the Citadel. Oh, and it was a nice touch that was not so subtle with Gilly revealing the annulment aspect for Rhaegar. I had other points to bring up, but I will just harass Phil via Facebook Messenger for those. Looking forward to your breakdown of this episode and its many revelations, like, for instance, a discussion on the ramping up of the Littlefinger teleporter transporter, which is running nonstop and will be for the rest of the series. I wonder if you can still buy stocks from Littlefinger at this point. Right. Thanks Thanks again. And as saying goes, this stuff is about to get real next Sunday night. Sean <laughs> from St. Albert, Ca- Alberta, Canada. All right, yeah. Uh,
3: well, to be fair, I'm not saying that Phil and Sean are wrong about Danny, but saying that it's been suddenly revealed this episode is a little bit dramatic. It's kind of been there the whole time.
0: I've said from the beginning, I remember having this a bit of a dispute with Phil, I think, about Cersei way back when, when I said that there was there were shades of gray in her character. Not a lot, but they were there. Um, I think all the characters tend to be complex. Cersei's become. More, well,
2: if I could just interject, like the reason yeah. was, is because I read the, the first book and, and she's pure evil in that. So, I, I mean having read the book and then you see, it, so it makes it my judgment of her character a little different than you, the gray that you see in her or did right. see her, in her at one time, but continue. I'm sorry.
0: And I mean, and yeah, so like you said, whatever goodness was there from the mom, uh, from the mom aspect seems to be gone. I think Danny has always had this, um, duality with her and she has good impulses. She has bad impulses and she, she definitely has been trying to find the right way and sometimes she strays in the wrong direction, and she's very dependent on those, um, those advisors. And on the one hand, when she stopped listening to her advisors, she kicked ass. On the other hand, she burned the Tarleys. So it's kind of hard to say exactly where she's going to end up. And I kind of find that, I, and that's what I find interesting about the Game of Thrones world overall. Really, the best characters you have in terms of the the, the ones that have the least darkness in them are John and Sam. Um and, Samson. and, and Samson. Yeah, she she's still got a whiny bitch. But yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: But she ain't dark.
0: Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think most of her darkness is unless she's unless she's got a dark side to her she hasn't shown yet, other than the the letting smiling when Ramsey got eaten, which I think we're all willing to give her a pass on. Yeah, I would say so. No. Um, so,
3: uh, well, she did. Yeah, I, I comment about how much she learned from Cersei. That was a little creepy.
2: But I don't. That is creepy. But I don't know if that shows that she's dark because it's just a statement. Not yet. Yeah. But
3: it might be a, uh, a premonition.
2: Right, but she. Right, that, a work, but you this know what week. I mean. Yeah, I don't. She, she does yeah, that, cr- contradict it this week by saying, "I'm not chopping off heads." Are you crazy?
0: True. No, she feeds the dogs.
2: <laughs> well, that, that's Ramsay. He, he 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 was a he was a freak.
3: I'm not gonna hold that against her.
2: Yeah, we, we, she gets a pass for that one. Right? We, we gotta give her a pass. Yeah, I, I but, think anyway, so. but anyway, yeah. So so certain characters: Sam, Gilly, John. I'll I'll say Sansa. I'm sure we're, we're missing somebody. Oh, I'm sure. Um,
0: um, I mean, even Ned Stark, right? Was the noble guy, and yet he tried to choke the living shit out of Littlefinger because he took him to a brothel to see his wife.
2: Hmm. yeah but I think that was more of uh, just you know you don't talk about my wife that way type of thing yeah
0: but he, I mean it was a little bit of an overreaction it's, you know it's so, yeah. I'm just saying he wasn't a yeah. saint
2: yeah yeah but, but if anybody he, he was he, I would trust him but I see your point yeah oh <laughs> I would
0: trust him I'm just saying everyone is flawed everyone has their, yeah. their issues right um sure. John says that his knees don't bend. But, um...
2: <laughs> it's true, I guess. <laughs> At least Danny thinks so. Right?
0: So, yeah, it's, um... Yeah, so, like I said, she could she could end up being bad. Uh, she could end up breaking bad. Pardon fun, That that show worked out well. Um, but I don't think she's there yet. I wonder, I wonder if John Monkey shined her. Who? <laughs> <Ooh.
2: laughs> Dude, and if he did, we got to we got to make sure we have a monkey cam to do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, we're crossing over podcasts. Sorry. Yes. Yes, we are.
1: All
2: right. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a fair point, Mike. A um, lot, lot of lot of interesting, gray here and um, and whatnot. So. Well,
0: and here's one last thing: the throne. Well, I'm on, I'm just saying. Three the, hours, the, the, dude. Three hours. I know. I'm just saying the throne we can settle the throne. Does it go to Baratheon? Does it go to Targaryen? I think I think if we put together we can put together a marriage here, now that Gendry's back Ooh. Gendry, John united together. I think that's gonna be it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's,
2: awesome. oh, that's funny. It's legal
0: now. We could do it.
2: There you go. Yeah, but but it it didn't get um um the the Prince of Flowers, Anywhere he, yeah, he had to publicly no. say, I, I slept with, no, what he said, I laid with men, I, I'm evil, I'm terrible. Anyway.
3: Now, carve a symbol into my forehead and incinerate me. <laughs>
2: that's, that's right.
0: Well, the incinerating part was not part of the deal.
2: <laughs> right, right. That was really, honestly, uh, some of the people... Well, no, never mind. It, I was going to say some of it was just collateral, but then it really wasn't. Cersei's wanted to kill them all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. All right, sounds good. So, um, once again, uh, look for our next episode on the 25th of August. It will be on episode 6 called Death is the Enemy. Um, and, uh, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, so Eric, why don't you lead us out?
3: All right. Thank, thank you for tuning in to listen to us. Talked for a really long time about this episode. We'll be back next week with another one.